Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. Today, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series competes at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway for the second time in the Las Vegas 400. Last year, expectations of great competition were high entering the inaugural race on what's one of the smoothest, widest tracks on the circuit. Instead, many teams missed the chassis setup altogether, and Mark Martin robbed to a big win. But that experience and some new rules are expected to change that picture today. Here's Dale Jarrett. First of all, this is our second time here. People know more about the racetrack, uh, more about how to prepare their cars and get them set up, and that should automatically make it a better race. Second thing is we have more spoiler and, and the air damage lower on the front, which gives us more downforce. And at a track like this uh, that doesn't have a lot of banking, uh, that's going to allow us to race side by side into the corners and through the corners. And uh, so between the two things, uh, it should be a much better race for the fans. The second running of the Las Vegas 400, next. M. R.N. Radio presents NASCAR Today. The third race of the 1999 NASCAR Winston Cup Series season has brought over 110,000 fans out to the mile-and-a-half Las Vegas Motor Speedway with another million-dollar payday waiting at afternoon's end. Hello and welcome to Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the Las Vegas 400. Alan Bestwick here today along with Barney Hall. In just one year, this racetrack has become one of the driver's favorites, Barney, on the entire circuit. It's a place pretty much designed for great racing. Well, it's kind of like Talladega was built for speed. This racetrack was built for two and three wide racing. Dale Jarrett probably hit the nail right on the head there when we were talking to him in your open that they have a year under their belt. They have a race under their belt here. Plus, a lot of the guys have run the bush races on Saturday, so they've got more experience. They, the rules have changed a little bit, a lot more downforce on the cars. Should see a much, much better race than we saw here last March. Last year, one year ago this time, we opened this broadcast talking about expecting one of the greatest races maybe in the modern history of NASCAR competition. It didn't turn out that way, but we do expect much better competition and a much more intense afternoon here today over the next few hours. Today's another Winston Noble 5 race. The top five finishers from the Daytona 500 can claim a million dollar bonus with a win and most of those five drivers qualified well that on top of a three million dollar purse for this event there's a lot at stake over the next few hours yeah there really is uh, five drivers with a shot for an extra bonus of a million dollars that alone is going to create a lot more competition out there and there's some teams that want to get their season turned around they haven't had that much luck at Daytona not that they've run that bad they've got caught up in accidents and some have just run that bad but here yesterday, or I should say Friday and yesterday, qualifying was so close on Friday, 22 drivers broke the track record, and we probably have about as close a qualifying field here as we've seen. So all the ingredients are there to have a great day.
care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy Ford Tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's not here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Drivers uh, beginning to be introduced to the crowd now on the pre-race stage down at the start-finish line of the tri-oval area of the Speedway. Weather conditions, it's a little chilly today. It's not quite uh, 60 degrees quite yet. Uh, just about to hit 60-61, the high temperature for the afternoon. Time to go trackside and get the thoughts of some of the drivers before they strap in and get ready to go in this afternoon's NASCAR Winston Cup Series event. The man who lead them to the green flag today is Bobby Labonte. 14th career Bud Pole Award he took in qualifying here on Friday afternoon. Had two wins in in the 1998 season, tested here back in January, getting ready for this event, hoping for much uh, better results than he got one year ago in the inaugural event. Let's go hear from Bobby Labonte now. He's with our Jim Phillips of Newport, Tennessee. Save the best for last on Friday afternoon. 170.643 miles per hour. Was there a greater difference in the field of the cars from last year to this year? Yeah, I mean, there there is a pretty good feel to it. You know, the track is getting definitely more uh, abrasive and the tires are giving up more. So the sticker tires are really, impor really important. But, you know, I, you know, I feel like as the race goes on that the, you know, the, the spoilers will help out. And, you know, our, our cars worked really good for qualifying and we worked on it this morning trying to get a little bit better for the race. We weren't quite as happy as we wanted to be yesterday afternoon. So hopefully we made the right decisions and hopefully it'll be really good today. Yeah, your car's a Pontiac. Uh, some of the cars yesterday looked like in the Bush race, they couldn't really get up behind somebody. They were kind of pushy, wanted to push up the racetrack. How about your cars in, in the draft? Yeah, it's it's going to have a little aero push probably to it, so we're going to have to watch out for that, you know, make sure we get free enough but not too free. So, uh, you know, it's it does have that uh, tendency to do that, and I think most cars do. Uh, hopefully ours is no worse than anybody else's. So we're just going to try to work on ours to make sure that we don't have that problem. We start up front, we can stay there, that'd be great, but, you know, it's going to be tough to do that. Bobby Labonte, the Bud Pole winner, 170.643 miles per hour. Michael Waltrip uh, had quite an afternoon here on Friday. He held the number one starting spot right down to the last three qualifiers, but in the end, he had to settle for the outside pole position. Today, he's one of five drivers eligible for a million-dollar bonus from Winston if he wins. Can he win today? Let's find out. Winston Kelly is with him. Well, he was a little bit disappointed on Friday afternoon, but the prize that he's really looking for is that Winston Noble million. Michael? Can you take it home today? Well, there's, you know, same old story. There's guys that are really strong. The the 6 and the 99 are, are just awesome like they are every week. So uh, we, we feel like we're running really good. You know, we're going to be competitive. But um, to, to win the race, you know, it, it's uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot, of, a lot of improvements from where we were yesterday afternoon. We didn't quite have it the way we wanted. The handling's been all over the board for everybody. Some loose, some tight. Very few that's hit it on the money. How's your car been? It does just what you said. You know, you come in it's, and complain about being a little 
loose and work on it and you go out and it'll push. It just seems like uh, I haven't been able to hit it just right yet. I've either been on one side or the other and uh, a lot of guys are saying the same thing. This track lends itself to that though. It's, it's really flat and sweeping so it's real hard to get a car set up perfectly and, and the, the 99 looked like yesterday afternoon he was the benchmark that you had to kind of gauge yourself against and uh, he was a little bit better. With a million extra reasons to go to victory lane, Michael Waltrip rolls off second in the Phillips Chevrolet. Mike Skinner comes into this event leading the NASCAR Winston Cup Series championship standings by 29 points over Rusty Wallace after finishes of fourth at Daytona and sixth at Rockingham to open the 99 season. Let's get Mike Skinner's thoughts today. Starting in fifth position, Charlotte, North Carolina's Marty Snyder's with him. And it's been a terrific start to the season for Mike Skinner, and you come to a track today, Mike, just like Motegi Japan, where you won last November. Same car, almost the same setup, but can you get the same result? Well, I don't know. You know, that six car looks awful strong, and the 24 is always strong. There's about five or six cars that are that are pretty awesome. And uh, our low Chevrolet was awfully good yesterday morning. We struggled a little bit in happy hour. Larry and Royce and the guys have uh, made a spring change on the car this morning, so it'll be a hero or zero move. But we knew we wasn't good enough to have a chance yesterday afternoon, so uh, we're digging. We're doing the best we can. Earlier in the week, though, you were awfully confident, and you didn't want to jinx yourself. You felt like this could be your best chance to win a points race. Do you feel still feel the same way, perhaps? Yeah, you know, like I said, there's a couple cars that are awfully strong, but uh, it's a long race. It's 400 miles, and uh, you got to be there at the end, and uh, we'll fall in there somewhere and do the best we can throughout the day, and if we get a lucky shot right there at the end, maybe we can get up there and get one. That is the points leader going after a million bucks. He will start fifth today. Well, everybody is talking about Jeff Burton and Mark Martin as being the dynamic duo as far as yesterday's final practice were concerned. They appeared to be the drivers with the cars that were the strongest, the longest, and that's pretty fitting since a year ago they finished first and second in this event. Let's hear from Jeff Burton now. He has just climbed from a convertible tour around the racetrack in front of the fans from driver introductions, and our Jim Phillips has caught up with him. A lot of drivers I talked to are pointing to you as you could win this race. Can you win today, Jeff? Well, the XI-4 was awfully strong yesterday. Uh, this racetrack seems to change a lot with the weather changes, so if, if we guess right with the cooler weather and the clouds, then we have a chance. Uh, a lot of things going to winning or losing a race, and we have to do a lot of things right. Yesterday, our car was fast enough. We've got to have good pit stops, and uh, I can't make mistakes. We've got to do a lot of the little things if we're going to win this thing. All right, it's a little bit cooler today than it was yesterday when you had happy hour. How would that change your car? Well, to be honest, we're not real sure. Uh, conventional logic says that it, the car will actually be tighter than it was. But the other night in the Bush Grand National practice, when we, we ended up having to practice at night because things ran so long, the track was looser. So um, we're a little bit up in the air. We built a lot of adjustability in our car. Hopefully, we're, with whichever way it goes, we can keep up with it. He was second last year, hoping for one more spot today. That's Jeff Burton. Rusty Wallace had a very disappointing qualifying run, particularly for Rusty. He usually qualifies well. He's back in 37th starting spot. Should race much, much better than he qualified. The car's been pretty good in practice. Very strong contender to win last time we were here at Las Vegas last March. He finished third. There's no reason to believe that he won't be able to get back up to the front today and contend for the win. Let's get his thoughts. Winston Kelly should be with him. Well, Barney, I honestly can't remember the last time Rusty was this far back in the pack. Long way to go, but unlike the song, you do have a long time to get there. How's the car in the race trim? Well, I think the car right now is in great shape. Last night we had a good run and it, it handled great. I just got way over aggressive getting into turn one qualifying and, and screwed everything up, and that's my own fault. But uh, 
again, I think there's some of these racetracks we're going to have to test at because it's a little harder to get qualified the last couple of races for me than it was in the past. So the, the new air dam in the back is definitely making the handling characteristics different. So uh, I think we're going to rethink our testing strategy so we don't get messed up the rest of the year. How about the groove? Which one works best for Rusty Wallace here? Well, I tell you what, you get a good bite on the top, bottom, all over this racetrack. The fastest groove around is right dead on the bottom racetrack. That's where everybody's running right now. Uh, you can pass all over the place, and, and I, I expect to do that today. I definitely expect he will, too. He starts 37th. Don't look for him to stay there long. A year ago, this race was pretty well dominated by Ford teams. In fact, out of the top 10 spots, nine of them were occupied by Fords when the checkered flag waved. 13 of the top 14. The lone GM product in that group a year ago was Dale Earnhardt, who started 26th and finished 8th in this race last year. If he's going to get that Winston Noble 5 that he's eligible for here today, he's going to have his work cut out for him. Earnhardt starting all the way back in 38th position. Marty Snyder's with him now. Well, 26th to 8th last year, Dale. You start 38th today. That's a long way to go, but can you get to the front? Well, we got a better race car, and I thought we had uh, we worked on it since qualifying, and uh, I think it's going to be better, but still, it's a long way to go, and it's a tough crowd to catch, too, so we're going to work on it. It's a brand-new race car. Was the poor qualifying effort maybe a, a hint of uh, having to work out problems with this race car? Well, it really wasn't a problem. It was just to, under, to start and understand what the car really wanted, and we just was dodging and missing, and uh, we didn't get onto it in practice and qualifying. Well, this is an exact copy of one of his favorite cars, one he ran at Richmond last year. He's got a long way to go, but they were much better in happy hour. Kevin Hamlin, the crew chief, very confident Dale Earnhardt will start 38th today. Let's go trackside and hear from Mark Martin. He's the defending winner of this event. He won the last race that the Winston Cup Series contested two weeks ago in Rockingham. He won the NASCAR Bush Series race here yesterday. It's safe to say Mark is pretty hot right now and at this particular speedway. And this afternoon he is going to come from 13th spot on the grid to try and clinch another victory. Let's get his thoughts with Marty Snyder. Well, Mark, so far we have talked to uh, eight drivers in our pre-race. You are driver number nine in our pre-race. And so far eight drivers have said you're the guy to beat today. Do you feel as confident as everybody else does about you winning you today? Find out yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this thing, man. The Valvoline team has uh, done a great job with this Taurus. I love this racetrack. We're going to have some fun today, I hope. You have proclaimed this place as your new favorite racetrack. Why is that? I didn't proclaim it as my favorite, but it is one of the uh, favorites. It's just a driver's track. You know, you can run high, low, medium. Uh, you know, in the corners, uh, you can drive hard, you can drive aggressive, uh, and, uh, you know, you feel like you're making a big contribution to, to how fast the car goes when you go out and drive around this place. So um, I, I really like racing here. Teams have struggled with setups. So some guys loose, a lot of guys tight. Have you guys struggled at all? Uh, we haven't struggled, but we've worked on our car a little bit, you know, throughout the weekend. Uh, it's been good, but not perfect, and it's still good, but not perfect. Today we'll work on trying to make it perfect throughout the race. Well, the car that Mark Martin will work with has raced seven times. It has won four of those seven races, including here last year. Mark Martin will start lucky 13th today. You'd almost have to say if there was a favorite in the field or one or two favorites, he would certainly be one of those just from the way he feels about this racetrack and the success he has had here. Check with a couple of other drivers. Let's go down to Jim Phillips and get the 14th place starter right now. Uh, I think he's standing by with Bill Elliott. Sure am, Barney. Uh, 
Bill, last year finished the top 10, 14th qualifying starting position today. How do you feel about your chances? Well, we're starting a little bit farther back than we did a year ago, but I feel like the car's a little bit better than a year ago. You know, with an additional spoiler and air dam on the front of these cars, give them a little bit more downforce, seems to have changed them a little bit. Plus, Goodyear came with a new tire here. It seems to have helped the cars a little bit. I think the people will probably see a little bit closer race today than they saw here a year ago just because of the track service and the new Goodyear tire. But it's going to be a tough race. A lot of good cars here, a lot of competitive deals. We're going to give this McDonald's drive-through car a heck of a run for its money. We hear so much about track position, this new spoiler rule and everything. Does that help track position not make it mean as much as it did last year? Well, track position still means a lot because I think just like Rockingham two weeks ago, we got we started 30th and we ended up 15th. And I think if we'd have started farther up, we'd have been a little bit better off and never lost a lap we did during the race. And that just comes back to track position because I run better than some of the cars that were still in the lead lap at the end of the day. But because I started so far back, I never could overcome it. But, I mean, that's just a part of the business. you got to give it your best shot and go from there. That's Bill Elliott starting 14th today. Winston Kelly is with a young driver who has perhaps as many laps as any of the more well-known names like Bill Elliott or Mark Martin in terms of experience on this track, and that's Elliott Sadler getting some rookie bumps and bruises in the first couple of races this year. But how about today here at Las Vegas, Winston? Well, the results haven't matched the runs that they've had. He had a good run going to Daytona, got caught up in a situation not of his making. And, Elliott, most of the places that we're going to, you're the one with a whole lot less experience. You've got as many laps, if not more, than the field. Will that be a factor at all today? Well, I hope we can use that to our advantage a little bit. Uh, yes, we have been here uh, the last two years in the bush car, and I got to run the bush race yesterday and learn some things about this racetrack. And uh, been following Mark Martin a lot around here, and this guy knows how to get around Las Vegas Speedway. So uh, we're going to try to take this sicko forward up to a, a good finishing position. You know, these guys have been working and bending over backwards for me all year. We have we have had the wrecks, but... Uh, Eddie and Lynn Wood, the whole Wood Brothers organization, might be been great to me. And uh, just really want to pay these guys back and Sitco and Ford and Roush and everybody and hopefully get them a good win this weekend. As tracks mature, some of them change, some of them stay basically the same. Over the years that we've been coming to Las Vegas, has it changed very much? I don't think it has. It's still, uh, it's real. They've done a great job with this facility. It's so smooth. It's real wide, puts on a great show for the fans. If anything, the tires, um, it got a little bit more adhesive grip uh, than it used to, so the tires fall off a little uh, more than they used to but because of the use of the cars on the track. But uh, it's the still same old Las Vegas. If you can get on that gas in the middle of turn three and four and keep it on the white line, you're going to have yourself a great day here on Sunday. In the famed Wood Brothers Ford, Elliott Sadler rolls off 25th. Let's go back trackside. Here's Jim Phillips. With Kenny Irvin starting 10th today. This year it looks like there's a little little more patience out there for you, Kenny. Is that the case? You've been talking to Doug Richard a lot? Well, we just, you know, we learned a lot the first year. And uh, and Doug's brought back, uh, you know, what we had in the in the truck series in 97. So he's been, been definitely a big help to me. Tell me about this racetrack in here today. You're starting 10th. Can you stay in the top five today? We feel like we can. We had a good happy hour. Um, the track seems to be about the same as yesterday. The weather's good. Uh, we're, uh, that's what we're hoping for, top five. That's Kenny Urban, last year's Rookie of the Year in NASCAR Winston Cup Racing. Check in with Winston Kelly. Well, we're with Rick Mast, and some of the best garage area stories are about the egress plans are getting out of racetracks. But, Rick Mast, you had a bit of a challenge this morning just getting into the racetrack. Winston, I'll be glad when this race starts so my nerves will get settled <laughs> down, man. I'm tore, I ain't never been so tore up in my life. I, I got in my car. I was going to be a good boy, leave at 6 o'clock, got in the car, wouldn't start, right? Finally, I got somebody to jump me. At 7.20, I got, I got the thing running. Got up on the interstate. I went about a mile and a half. Come to a dead stop. Now, you got to realize that's probably 20 miles from this racetrack. I said, oh, Lord, I got off the interstate, got on Las Vegas Boulevard, did stop, right? 
I said, well, this ain't going to work. Set in that traffic for a while. So finally, I ended up, I, it, it's, it's a pretty neat story. I, mean, I don't know exactly where all I was at. Suffice it to say, one time I was in the desert, didn't have, didn't have any idea which way it was because it was cloudy and I couldn't see where the sun was. I didn't, didn't know which way it was east and west. Got off the desert, been back through this stuff somewhere. And I mean, you know, I was going to miss the driver's meeting. I wasn't worried about the driver's meeting. I was going to miss the daggum race. Finally, you know, when I went through, I went through a couple of people's uh, front yards. I went through somebody's bushes right there at the fence. I don't think I took a fence down. I think it was just That's mast, Rick mast. I think it was just some shrubs. <laughs> and then, you know, I couldn't find a, 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 a cop or, or law enforcement guy to help me because I don't know where they were at. They were trying to get the traffic themselves. And, you know, finally this goes on for a couple hours, man. And I'm like, you know, driver's meeting is 930 and the race is 1130. And I'm still like 30 minutes from a or, it was like, what was it, 9 o'clock, you know, and I ain't track, I track any sight. And I see them daggum helicopters going over me back and forth. I think that's where I need to be. Finally, you know, I'm, I'm down in somebody's ditch spinning the gravels and can't find a policeman anywhere. All of a sudden, look up and here, a policeman comes flying through this other yard, right? He comes up the side of me like he's going to arrest me. I say, oh, Lord, now I ain't going to make a race and we'll get arrested. Then uh, I'm, I'm, he comes up to me and gets his finger in my face, you know, and I'm thinking, I said, just, just settle down, just settle down, and let me tell you my story. I tell him my story, and he says, okay, we're going to help you, Rick. So he gets on the radio, you know, about 15 minutes to seize part. They get me in the left side lane. Uh, uh, a motorcycle trooper comes and gets me. Here we go down the left side lane now on the opposing traffic, right? with the, tro the trooper in front of me with the motorcycle, and I'm running my, well, I'm not sure how fast I'm running, but buses are running off the road, cars running off the road. I look one one time, and I'm exceeding the speed limit a little bit to run off the side of the road because I'm trying to miss a bus that, that's, that's pulled over to let us through. And I'm thinking, Phew. but finally we get here to the racetrack, and the funny part, the, the, the trooper brings me right in the racetrack, and when he does, you know, I stop and I thank him. He said, well, Rick, you, you're the race car driver. I thought you was going to draft with me. I said, man, I had the thing wide open. It wouldn't go any faster. This is just, just going back, leave me alone. So I come in the garage area here, and I'm just now starting to get my control back. And you did make the driver's meeting. I did make the driver's meeting. I was out of breath, and everybody was laughing at me. But uh, uh, I have my motorhome here next year, believe me. Well, Rick Mast, he'll roll off in uh, the Kale Yarborough-owned car a little bit further back. And I've actually had a pretty good qualifying run. In 22nd, he's been in every race, and that's been key for this team as they've kind of resurrected themselves. I think he'll have that much trouble getting up front and leading this race. After getting through all that traffic to get in here from the sounds of it, no problem at all for Rick. Let's go back uh, to Marty Snyder. Well, Jeff Gordon starts 11th today. He sits 11th in points after the troubles at Rockingham two weeks ago. Do you feel like you have a little bit of a hole to climb out of, Jeff? A little bit, yeah. Uh, you know, we had some momentum coming from Daytona, and, uh, you know, that little bit that got stopped uh, at Rockingham. But we're still only two races into the season. Uh, it's a long season, uh, you know, but it really has to come through consistency if you're going to win the championship, and that wasn't the way to do it. But I think we got a problem solved, and uh, we're ready to go back to racing. 17th here last year, and this was a point of emphasis in the offseason for you guys uh, to focus on Las Vegas. Was that one of the reasons to run the NASCAR Bush Series race? Yeah, that was one of them, and, uh, you know, we were able to test the Bush car and get some uh, data that we could transfer over to the Winston Cup car, and I feel like it's helped us a little bit. Yeah, we didn't qualify as well here today as we did last year, but I think uh, our race setup is a little bit better, plus the spoiler and air dam, uh, having more of that is, is helping the Chevrolets a little bit more also. Well, it was a little bit of a disappointing last year here for Las Vegas, at Las Vegas for Jeff Gordon. He finished 17th, but hoping for a little better this year. Okay, it's time to commit. 
2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Counting down to the start of today's Las Vegas 400 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Time for us to take a look at the starting lineup. Nine teams were unable to qualify for the race. Ted Musgrave, Kyle Petty, Robert Presley, Ron Hornaday, Dave Marcus, Butch Gilliland, Ron Burns, Morgan Shepard, and Austin Cameron were the drivers of the cars who will not be in this event. Starting 43rd is Darrell Waltrip in the big Kmart Ford. The AccuTrim Nice Ford will start in 42nd position with Stanton Barrett. Steve Park has the Pennzoil Chevrolet 41st. 40th starter is Ernie Irvin. He'll be in the M&M's Pontiac. The Winston Ford with Jimmy Spencer goes 39th. 38th starter, Dale Earnhardt of the GM Goodrich Chevrolet. The Miller Lite Ford with Rusty Wallace will be in 37th. Starting 36, Jeffrey Bodine, the Power Team Chevrolet. The Crown Fiber Communications Pontiac with Buckshot Jones will go 35th. 34th is Ricky Rudd. He's in the Tide Ford. 33rd, Sterling Marlin, the Coors Light Chevrolet. The Kodak Chevrolet with Bobby Hamilton will be 32nd. Starting 31st, Chad Little. He'll be in the John Deere Ford. Ward Burton will start 30th in the Caterpillar Pontiac. It'll be Steve Grissom in 29th in the Textile East Chevrolet. 28th, Brett Bodine in the Paychex Ford. Kenny Wallace goes 27th. He's in the Square D Chevrolet. 26th today, Johnny Benson in the Cheerios Ford. Elliot Sadler goes 25th. He's in the Sitco Ford. 24th, starters Derek Cope in the State Fair Corn Dogs Pontiac. David Green starts 23rd. He's in the Kodiak Chevrolet. The Yarborough Burdett Ford of Rick Mast is in 22nd on the grid, and Rich Bickle will start 21st in the Lucky Dog Pontiac. Tony Stewart will be the 20th starter. He's in the Home Depot Pontiac. The Exide Batteries Ford with Jeff Burton starts 19th. 18th starter, Wally Dollenbach has the Budweiser Chevrolet there. The Prime Star Ford with Kevin LePage will be the 17th starter. 16th position, that's Ken Schrader in the Skull Chevrolet. The STP Pontiac of John Andrew ready goes 15th. 14th starter Bill Elliott starts the McDonald's Ford. The Valvoline Cummings Ford with Mark Martin will start 13th. 12th position that's Terry Labonte in the Kellogg Chevrolet. The 11th starter is Jeff Gordon in the DuPont Automotive Finishes Chevrolet. Starting in the 11th, uh, excuse me, the 10th spot, Kenny Irwin in the Texaco Haviland Ford. Ninth is Dale Jarrett in the Quality Care Ford Credit Ford. Jerry Nadeau will start 8th in the WCW NWO Ford, with Jeremy Mayfield in 7th in the Mobile One Ford. Starting 6th, Ricky Craven in the Hollywood Video Ford, with the Lowe's Chevrolet of Mike Skinner in 5th position. Starting 4th, and the real surprise in qualifying, Tom Hubert in the Bradford White Ford. Great run for the young driver who only makes today his 4th NASCAR Winston Cup Series start. Qualified in third position, Joe Nemechek in the Bell South Chevrolet and on the front row outside, 
is Michael Waltrip in the Phillips Klausner Chevrolet and the Bud Pole winner Bobby Labotti in the Interstate Batteries Pontiac at a new track record 170.643 miles per hour. Very, very close field all the way back through from start to finish as far as speeds were concerned in qualifying. And this event here today we hope to be very competitive and exciting. New rules, another years of experience on the racetrack. We think it should be a pretty good Las Vegas 400 this afternoon. Yeah, as we said earlier, it does have all the ingredients to be a much better race than we saw last year. All the drivers seemed pretty well keyed up. And that last practice session yesterday afternoon, a few guys had a minor problem or two, but for the most part, I think we're going to see a good race. Pace car heads for pit road off of turn number four. It's Bobby Labonte and Michael Waltrip in command of the field now as this huge crowd comes to its feet, ready to start the second running of the Las Vegas 400. They're about 1,000 feet away from the start-finish line, looking for the green flag. Again, Bobby Labonte, Michael Waltrip, Joe Nemechek, and Tom Hubert up in the first two rows. Green flag goes in the air, and the Las Vegas 400 is underway. Good start for Bobby Labonte. He gets out front all by himself. Michael Waltrip runs single file also as they hit turn one. Side-by-side side for third, however, Joe Nemechek down to the inside. Tom Huber to the outside lane. That battle continues. Further back, Mike Skinner picks up some ground. And Jeremy Mayfield on the move. He's trying to get by Ricky Craven. Everybody mashes the gas. Down the back stretch into turn three. It'll be Bobby Labonte in the lead by three car lengths over Michael Waltrip. Third is Joe Nemechek by himself, and the battle is on for fourth between Mike Skinner, Tom Hubert, and Jeremy Mayfield. Mike Skinner slides underneath Hubert off four, picks up the fourth position. Here is Jeremy Mayfield following to the inside. Ricky Craven squeezes in between Hubert and Dale Jarrett to race there for the sixth position. Hubert's still stuck on the outside line. Craven's going to scoot by on the inside. Pick up the spot there. Here's Dale Jarrett. And man, they're stacked up behind Jarrett. Kenny Irwin is there. Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, and John Andretti all trying to squeeze down to the inside to make their move. Two by two by two from sixth on back. It'll be Hubert and Jarrett side by side. Kenny Irwin, Jeff Gordon, Terry Labonte also in the mix. Oh, there's a slight contact made. Looked like Gordon might have gotten in the back of Irwin, but everybody gains control off of turn four. And Dale Jarrett looked like he got uh, kind of bumped a little bit also has to back out of it for just a second. He's three wide back there with John Andretti. That's from about eighth position on back. That scramble's still very hot in turn one. Nice look at traffic jam from about 11th spot on back, right in the middle of it. Jerry Nadu, who gives up the banking. Matter of fact, comes out of the throttle momentarily. They're stacked up three wide, three rows deep behind him on the pack straightaway. Dale Jarrett might be having a problem because he's just moving backwards in the middle of the pack. They're passing him on the low side and the high side. Rick Mass gets by. Jeff Burton gets by. So too does Terry Labonte. Dale Jarrett now going to lose his spot as Bill Elliott goes up to his outside. They're four wide behind him coming off the corner. This back for about the 18th spot. Ward Burton, Rich Bickle, Tony Stewart, and Kevin LePage. Derek Cope is also right there. LePage goes wide coming into the corner. Let's see if this is going to stick. Into turn number two. He's still there while Dale Jarrett works down low. Tony Stewart breaks loose. To the inside of him goes Ward Burton. Everybody recovers and continues. Drag races on down the back stretch between Kevin LePage and Dale Jarrett. Jarrett, although he might have a problem, is refusing to give up positions, but LePage will pass him easily to the outside of turn four. Kenny Irwin's got his hands full right now. Jeff Gordon's on the move also. That'll be for seventh place. John Andretti's in the mix. So is Tom Hubert and so is Wally Donenbach as those five cars work back to turn one. Andretti makes the pass. Gets by right behind him. Wally Donenbach now dealing with Tom Hubert trying to clear him. He will. Mark Martin next in line. He pulls to the inside of the racetrack. Races for a moment with Hubert. Now passes him on the back stretch. Single file down the back stretch. It'll be Kenny Irwin just in front of Jeff 
Gordon, then two car lengths back to Jeff John Andretti, then one car length back to Wally Dahlenbach. Here comes Gordon looking to the inside of Kenny Irwin. The Las Vegas 400 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series just underway on Motor Racing Network. Bobby Labonte leads the field to three. Here comes Bobby Labonte, about four car lengths over second spot. Michael Waltrip, who so far is unchallenged. But here comes Jeremy Mayfield to the inside of Joe Nemechek looking to take away third. Jeremy's been putting the heat on Joe Nemechek for the last three laps around. Gets a run on him off turn number four. Got a fender alongside. They go door to door into turn one. Got solid possession of that inside line. That's what he wants going into turn number one. Mayfield makes it pay off. He slides by. Nemechek quickly slams the door because Mike Skinner is also trying to make the pass and clear him as well. Single file now in the back straightaway. Joe Nemechek was defending third. Now he's trying to defend fourth from Mike Skinner. Skinner takes the Chevrolet down low. Nemechek, a couple of tires onto the white line. He'll block Mike Skinner's efforts this time around as they head back to the strike. Change for sixth and seventh positions behind them. Kenny Irwin and Jeff Gordon slide up underneath Ricky Craven. Irwin to sixth, Gordon to seventh, Craven back to eighth. He's got company there from John Andretti and Wally Dallenback. Andretti about two car lengths off the rear deck of Ricky Craven. Then comes Wally Dallenback. Two car lengths back. Here's Gordon putting the pressure on Kenny Irwin once again. Drops down to the inside. Takes a look. Can't make it stick though. He'll fall back in line for now. Kenny Irwin and Jeff Gordon had a slight coming together in the early laps. This time it's Irwin by a car length and a half over Gordon. This will be the fight for about six positions. Ricky Craven slides way high at turn four. He just lost his grip and allows John Andretti to get underneath. He'll be able to save the car. Didn't get it into the wall. Keeps it in a straight line. Oh, one car into the wall off turn four. Johnny Benson slides down the racetrack. Collects Tony Stewart who spins back up into the middle of the field. Cars scattering in behind as Stewart gets the wall at the start finish line. Everybody's going to get by okay, but Benson is spinning and crashing to the trioval grass and Stewart, driver's side door up against the outside wall. Caution number one at lap number eight. Caution on the speedway. Tony Stewart will be able to drive away. He came to rest against the wall right here at the flag stand. Now gets it fired up. Johnny Benson also gets his machine cranked. He is out on the infield grass, and he too will be heading to pit road. So it didn't take long to get the action going in a hurry. At lap number nine, we are under the first caution here at Las Vegas. Field given the indication they're going green this time by. Single file restart. Bobby Labonte will be the leader. Michael Waltrip's been able to hang up there in second place. Jeremy Mayfield sits third for the moment. Then Joe Nemechek is fourth. Mike Skinner makes up the top five. Kenny Irwin, Jeff Gordon, John Andretti, Wally Dahlenbach, and Ricky Craven are your top ten as the green flag goes in the air. And Bobby Labonte comes up through the gearbox and takes him down to turn number one. Good restart for the front three. They get away clean in turn one. Here's Jeremy Mayfield taking a shot at second already, diving to the inside of Michael Waltrip. They race side by side for the second spot. Mayfield has been strong since the start of the race, showing it once again as he clears Waltrip and moves up to second. While Mayfield and uh, Michael Waltrip fight it out for second, this allows Bobby Labonte to really stretch out his lead. He's got about five car lengths now on second spot Mayfield. Third is Michael Waltrip. Fourth is Joe Nemechek, who's now joining that lead pack. Then it's Skinner and Irwin right behind. Fifth and sixth positions. Then they're side by side for seventh as Wally Dallenbach runs up to the outside of Jeff Gordon to try and take a spot away. Let's see if anybody can make that move around the long way on the top side of the racetrack. Dallenbach drives in a little bit deeper, gets a nose out in front of Jeff Gordon, but Gordon's got the favorite inside line. You'd think that would pay off, but Dallenbach makes it work on the outside, swinging around and picking off the spot from his teammate. That was Chevy versus Chevy for the seventh spot. Dallenbach won that battle for the moment. Here's Irwin in sixth, looking to the inside of Mike Skinner. Nothing doing there. As Skinner closes the door, right behind Nemechek, they're all racing back to the strike. Okay, another car is really on the move is Dale Earnhardt. He started 
back at about 38th position, and he's already up to 25th and continues to march up through the field, trying to get up there to have a shot at collecting that bonus from the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company and the Winston Million. Field is back in two. Single file once this time to coming through the corner. No one steps out of line. There is some pressure being applied, though, to Mike Skinner. Kenny Irwin on the move there in the top ten. Here they come down the backstretch, nose to tail into turn three. Again, speeds around the neighborhood of 180 miles an hour. Irwin this time will try the high line, trying to look to the outside of Mike Skinner. Again, not close enough to make the pass. Farther behind, here's a little double-wide skirmish off turn four as Terry Labonte gets a run up to the outside of Jeff Burton. They race double-wide for the 11th and 12th positions as Terry moves around Ward Burton and goes after Brother Jeff. Ward Burton giving a little push to Terry Labonte on the high side of the racetrack. Jeff Burton down to the inside. Now that battle becomes three wide. Ward goes to the middle of the racetrack. Terry goes high. They both will get by Jeff Burton. Terry Labonte and Ward Burton working together to get by Jeff Burton, and they do that. Now Jeff tucks into line, single file behind his brother Ward. Terry Labonte really working that middle groove. Now looks to pass Mark Martin for position. And a little strong breakaway at the front of the field. Jeremy Mayfield looked like he might try to put a run on Bobby Labonte, and for the moment says, hey, we better just kind of tuck in and draft away from everybody else if we can. Let's check in with Winston Kelly. Well, with Tony Stewart, he's surveying the damage on the car. Tony just looked like the wrong place at the wrong time. How did it unfold? Ah, just some guys out there that are in a hurry, I guess. I mean, I guess it's a must be a 30-lap race today. I, I think they must have changed the length of it because I thought it was six, 267 laps. So, uh, I don't know, just some guys in a hurry, and we just got caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. You surveyed a little bit of the damage. Think you can get it back in? Well, I mean, I got a great crew. You know, some Depot crew will, will get it back together, but... Uh, you know, it's just a shame. I mean, we had a really good race car yesterday in, in happy hour, and, uh, you know, we got kind of caught in the middle there at the beginning and uh, just we're trying to be real patient, in all honesty, just uh, waiting to get another spot and, and, and go back to racing. And already got by a couple guys, and we're going back to the front. So, uh, you know, it's just a shame. I mean, we had a really good race car today, and we hate it for Home Depot, but we'll be back at Atlanta next week. Some of Bobby Labonte's crew who was on the pole was telling me they thought Tony's car was better in the practice yesterday afternoon, so you can understand the disappointment in Tony's voice. Got a new leader in the Las Vegas 400, Jeremy Mayfield, around Bobby Labonte for the top spot. Now a terrific dogfight going on from fourth and sixth positions on back. Joe Nemechek hanging on to the fourth spot. Wally Dallenbach, another guy who's been strong in the early going. He's there knocking on the door, trying to get by. Behind him, Terry Labonte makes the move finally. Steps up to make the pass of Mike Skinner. Terry Labonte makes a clean pass down the back stretch. Now, it's been getting physical here early at turns three and four. Skinner and Nemechek got together, and Skinner has lost his rhythm. He's lost two positions. First to Terry Labonte, who now sets his sights on Wally Dallenbach. Terry Labonte's got a strong race car. He's diced it up a couple of times on occasion. Has been able to pick up two or three spots each time. Jeff Gordon continues to march toward the front also. In fact, from Jeff Gordon on back, it's a good battle right now in turn two. Gordon's got the seventh position. Kenny Irwin right behind him in eighth. Then side by side for ninth, Mike Skinner and Ward Burton, who pulls up to the high side to try to complete that pass. Again, that slight contact with Mike Skinner in turns three and four may be hurting that Chevrolet as Ward Burton gets by Mike. Jeff Gordon and Kenny Irwin still trying to hang on to the bumper of Terry Labonte as Labonte looks to the outside of Dallenbach. On the first couple of laps, Dale Jarrett fell back from his ninth start, spart, starting spot, now back to 17th position. Let's get a quick update from Pit Road and Jim Phillips. Jim, the crew say anything about the car? Well, as a matter of fact, Alan, they fell all the way back to 20th place with his crew chief, Todd Perry. Started ninth, went all the way back to 20th. What's wrong? Uh, started the race, car's real loose, Jim, and uh, pressures came up now and seems to be okay. Moving back up now, it looks like. Yeah, cars, I think we got a good car. Just going to take a little bit to get the pressures up and where he likes them. And um, we'll make some adjustments throughout the day like we did at Rockingham. And hopefully we'll end up in victory lane. That's Todd Parrott, crew chief for Dale Jarrett, who's also nursing a broken toe.
Got some furious racing going on for fourth place right now, just heading down to turn one. It is Terry Labonte on the move yet again as he dove to the inside of Michael Waltrip, picked up that position, left Wally Donovan back in his wake, and now Terry's going after third place, Joe Nemechek. Terry Labonte picking him off one at a time. Got Joe Nemechek right in front of him, closes in on the rear bumper. He'll get it done the hard way to the outside as Nemechek puts a couple of tires on the white line, and the fans in the stands come to their feet. They're side by side off a of turn four. Terry Labonte got a great car in the early going here at Vegas today. He goes around the top side and takes third spot away from Joni Macek. Behind them, fifth position, Wally Dallenbach's got a lot of company there. Right behind him, they're stacked up double wide. Dallenbach there in fifth, and for six, it's Jeff Gordon and Michael Waltrip. Waltrip, after starting on the front row, beginning to fall back a little bit. Gordon trying to make the move, and Kenny Irwin's going with him. They are nose to tail as Irwin tries to push Jeff Gordon past Michael Waltrip. Waltrip didn't get such a good bite coming off of turn two. Gordon did. They're side by side with Gordon down low, Michael Waltrip up high. They want the fans are getting some great racing in the early going here this afternoon of the Las Vegas 400. 23 laps complete. It's Jeremy Mayfield, Bobby Labonte, Terry Labonte, Joe Nemechek, and Wally Dolan back your top five. Jeremy Mayfield leads the Las Vegas 400. Bobby Labonte led the first 16 laps after starting on the bud pole. Mayfield worked his way up from his seventh starting spot to bypass Labonte at lap 17. But here comes Bobby back on the bottom side off turn number four. Bobby dives to the inside and will take the lead away as he works his way across the start finish line and pulls away from Mayfield right now. Terry Labonte has been gaining on the front two the last three or four laps around. I'm going to say in about five more laps, he's going to be up there and make it a three-way battle for the lead. They're all over in turn two. Yeah, I'll say he's who the first two have to worry about because Terry Labonte is closing in. He's a good ways back, but tightening up even more as he exits turn two and hits the backstretch. Terry Labonte doing it all by himself, and he's got the Chevrolet to do it. He still closes the gap as he comes into turn three. Your leader is still Bobby Labonte. A very close second spot is Jeremy Mayfield, and then only about eight car lengths back, Terry Labonte. And on the charge hard. Farther back, Mike Skinner who was running fourth earlier in the race in a three-wide scramble back for about the tenth position. He's got to his inside Kevin LePage. Bill Elliott to is outside. Elliott sweeps by. Mark Martin is right behind them. Jeff Burton dives underneath that pack of traffic. Passes them all. It's Michael Waltrip goes wide. Even wider this time. Elliott knocking on the door. Mike Skinner and Mark Martin behind them. Stacked up double wide. That is a high speed rat pack here at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And that group of cars will probably chase down Jeff Gordon and John Andretti who are having their own battle for position. Gordon slides way up high. Jeff Gordon in the DuPont Chevrolet slides way up high. Keeps his foot in the throttle however. Side by side with John Andretti. And we're already beginning to see a few cars kind of skate around coming into the corners right in the middle of the turn and coming off the turn. A lot of cars really pushing out toward the wall, Joe, and Jeff Gordon is one of those. His car's not working to his liking at all right now. Gordon pushing way up the banking. We talked about Michael Waltrip having the problems, whether it's uh, a matter of him just trying a different line or the car just not sticking. He's losing ground in the process, and Dale Jarrett continues slipping a bit, getting a little bit too high here in turns one and two. Keeping an eye on that fight between John Andretti and Jeff Gordon. Both of them slide high. Jeff Burton just sticks his Ford down low. Picks off Jeff Gordon and now looks to take John Andretti. Man who's gained more positions than anybody else in the early going is Ward Burton. Started in 30th spot. Last lap by, he took fifth spot away from Wally Dallenbach. Now he's after Joe Nemechek for fourth. Just about a car length off the rear deck of Nemechek is where Ward Burton sits. And off turn number two, peaks momentarily to the inside but settles back in behind him for now. Hard on the gas, down the back stretch, settling in behind Joe Nemechek, riding in the fourth position. Ward Burton in fifth. Ward putting the tires below the white line, gets Nemechek a little bit loose, and now gets his right front fender underneath Nemechek. Ward gets the run on him off turn number four, going to take the spot away, but Joe doesn't want to give it up that easy. They race door to door down the front straightaway and back into turn number one, but Ward Burton is going to come away with fourth place.
Ward picks off the spot, going into the corner. Wally Dallenbach tries to follow his tire tracks before he can jump down low. Here's Kenny Irwin going all the way to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll get by Dallenbach, and now he'll try to make the move. Four-car fight for fourth position. It's Ward Burton followed by Joe Nemechek. Kenny Irwin dives to the inside of Wally Dallenbach. He'll take that position away. Meanwhile, the fight for the lead is back to the stripe. Jeremy Mayfield gets a run underneath Bobby Labonte off turn four to the stripe. Mayfield by a foot. Labonte hangs tough on the outside of the Pontiac. Terry Labonte closing in quickly from behind. Terry now just two car lengths behind brother Bobby Labonte. They're both on the high side of the racetrack, maybe looking for some brotherly assistance here. Mayfield all by himself down low. Bobby goes back to the front. We'll see if the brothers work together on Jeremy Mayfield. For the moment, it's Bobby Labonte at the point down the back stretch. Jeremy Mayfield in the Ford in second. Terry Labonte down low in third as Bobby slides up high off a of turn four. Bobby gets out a little bit wide, but he's been driving very close to that wall up there. I think that's the line that Bobby prefers right now. Mayfield tried to get a run on him one more time. Terry kind of looking over for the moment, Joe, and I think he's just sizing up where they're weak, where they're strong. He settles in for the time being behind Jeremy Mayfield. This time, Mayfield goes way down to the bottom of the track. Terry takes the high line. That's what Bobby's been doing. It's been working for him, but it doesn't work this time. They settle back in behind Bobby. We'll see if Jeremy Mayfield realizes that Bobby Labonte is a bit vulnerable here to the exit of turn four. Again, Labonte slides high, but so too does Mayfield and Terry Labonte. All three of them take the same line through turns three and four. Right now, the three cars spaced apart by about an empty car length of racetrack. Bobby Labonte, Jeremy Mayfield, and Terry Labonte. Then it's about 20 car lengths back to Ward Burton and Kenny Irwin. Irwin makes his way up to the fifth position as they head back to the corner. Behind him in sixth is Joe Nemechek. Wally Dallenbach runs seventh now with John Andretti eighth. Jeff Burton is in the ninth position, completing the top ten is Bill Elliott for 11th side-by-side. Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon going at it. Ford versus Chevrolet. This is the fight for the 11th position. Mark Martin should have the better line as they enter turn three, and he does. Jeff Gordon gives it to him, backs out of the throttle, tucks in behind Mark Martin, now tries to retaliate to the inside, but nothing doing. Martin shuts the door. Terry Labonte had a run for second place. He's got an even better one this time going off on turn number one. He's going to make the move on the outside. Makes it move, makes it a strong move, that is, to the the high side of the racetrack. Pulls by Jeremy Mayfield to take over the second spot. Mayfield settles in behind him as Bobby continues to lead. The Labonte boys will lead it here at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Now, will they work together to pull away from Jeremy Mayfield? Bobby at the point. Only half car length in front of Terry. Jeremy Mayfield, however, keeping it very close in third. Ward Burton all by himself in fourth. Don't think Terry's going to waste any time going after the lead of this race. Terry with one NASCAR Winston Cup Series win a year ago. Richmond last June. Here he is now running second going after his brother Bobby for the lead. Car lengths behind Bobby Labonte. That's where Terry Labonte sits. Bobby takes that high line he's been using for the last 15 laps or so. Terry follows his tire tracks, but does not make an attempt to go after the lead this time. Goes to tail. Down the back stretch. Bobby still at the point. Terry second. Jeremy Mayfield third. No change of position there. Well, here comes Terry Labonte making the dive bomb move to the inside. And he'll drop alongside his brother. They'll race back to the strike. And we heard everybody say the quick way around. The best groove is at the bottom of the racetrack. Terry used it coming off turn number four. He's got a good run on Bobby. Pulls ahead by one car length. He's got the lead in turn one. Terry has the top spot. Brother Bobby in the second position and Bobby tries the low side of the racetrack to retaliate and come back and grab the lead but he can't pull up alongside. He'll settle in line in second behind Terry. Yeah, if the last ten laps are any proof Bobby Labonte is great in turn three but not all that comfortable as they come off of turn four. So Terry Labonte is your new leader. There goes Bobby Labonte sliding up high and that opens up the door for Jeremy Mayfield. Mayfield going to try 
line poke the nose down low for the runner-up spot off of turn number four draws even with Bobby as they curve into the tri-oval and the start-finish line so put Mayfield up into the second position as they go back to one. Mayfield works the inside line as Bobby's trying to hang on to that second spot for now they're side by side that's allowing Ward Burton to sneak in and make this a three-way battle still side by side for the second position. They are side by side the drag race is on and Bobby Labonte in the Pontiac will win that race momentarily as Mayfield rolls out of the throttle and will tuck in behind the Interstate Batteries Pontiac, but here comes Ward Burton trying to make it a three-car fight for second. Ward just wants to get up there and be, get on the tail end of that draft, and he has been able to do so. So it's Terry Labonte leading by a car length over his brother Bobby Labonte. Jeremy Mayfield is third, Ward Burton is fourth, and Kenny Irwin is fifth. New second-place car in the Las Vegas 400. Ward Burton just took the spot away from Bobby Labonte. Now he's after race leader Terry Labonte on the backstretch. And down the backstretch, Terry Labonte is not pulling away from anybody as Ward Burton makes it very close. So, too, does Bobby Labonte, Jeremy Mayfield, and now Kenny Irwin wants to join the party, so it could be a five-car battle for the lead. Ward Burton gets the inside groove. Terry goes out toward the wall, and he just simply drives underneath him and takes the lead away at the start-finish line. Now the scramble is going to be for third place. Actually, it's going to be for first and second and third and fourth door-to-door in turn one. And Terry Labonte just won't let Ward get by. He works the high side of the racetrack here in turn number two, but now finally gives in. Ward takes the top spot, so we've got three of them now, maybe four going for second. Three wide down the back stretch for second spot as Ward Burton maintains the lead. Here's Terry Labonte and Jeremy Mayfield side-by-side side into turn three. Terry will have the advantage as Jeremy Mayfield has to back out momentarily to pass the slower car of Tom Hubert. Hubert checking up to go to pit road, but still Mayfield stays in there underneath Terry Labonte for second as they come to the stripe. Terry says enough of this. Too early in the race. He checks up on the throttle. Three of them go by him back into the corner. Mayfield goes by him to take second. Bobby Labonte goes by to take third. Kenny Irwin goes by to take the fourth spot. Now Kenny Irwin to the inside of the racetrack going after Bobby Labonte as Bobby tries to make a move on Jeremy Mayfield. Why? It's like a high-speed shell game down the back stretch. Ward Burton doesn't want any part of it either. Trying to increase his lead to about five car lengths. Second spot, Jeremy Mayfield. Here comes Kenny Irwin to the inside of Bobby Labonte for third. Kenny Irwin's having a good solid run here this afternoon. He right now trying to take third position away from Bobby Labonte, whose car does get a little closer to the wall off turn number four each time around, and he loses the position. Meanwhile, John Andretti is wanting to get up there also and get in the thick of things as they go over to turn two. He's in the sixth position now, Barney, and closing in a good bit on Terry Labonte, who rides in fifth, maybe five, six car lengths behind him. All the while, Ward Burton has left all this. He's some seven car lengths out in front. Ward Burton coming into turn three. So far unchallenged. The fight is on for second because Kenny Irwin is now pulling up on the rear bumper of Jeremy Mayfield. Bobby Labonte still in fourth. Terry Labonte in fifth. Ward Burton had not led a lap so far this season until a couple of moments ago. He is now the fourth different driver to lead the Las Vegas 400. Bobby Labonte led the first 16 laps. Jeremy Mayfield lapped 17 to 27. Then Bobby Labonte, Mayfield, Bobby Labonte, and Terry Labonte traded the lead back and forth between laps 28 and 38. Texas Terry went out in front from 38 to 44. Now Ward Burton beginning at lap 45, where we stand now at lap number 48. One caution so far in the race, lap 8. Johnny Benson crashed off turn 4, collected Tony Stewart. Those two cars back in the garage. And let's set the front 15 or 20 for you, because we've had some guys come up from the back of the field and really make some impressive charges early in the race that we need to point out. Ward Burton's the leader. He started this event in 30th position. Running second is Jeremy Mayfield. Kenny Irwin is third. Bobby Labonte fourth and Terry Labonte is fifth. John Andretti with a solid performance in sixth position. Jeff Burton has made his way up to seventh. Eighth position is Bill Elliott. Ernie Irvin started in 40th spot, made a pit stop at lap 10. 
He's now all the way up to the ninth spot, and Joe Nemechek runs in 10th. 11th is Wally Dallenbach. Mark Martin is 12th. Kevin LePage, 13th. Jeff Gordon, 14th. Jeffrey Bodine, who started in 36th, is up to 15th, followed by Dale Jarrett, Mike Skinner, Sterling Marlin, Chad Little, and Michael Waltrip. A couple of pit stops in the last few moments. Tom uh, Hubert was on pit road. Ricky Craven was in the pits as well, and he's just taken his car back into the garage. Jim Phillips, an update on both of those pit stops. Well, Hubert was for tires and gasoline, but Ricky Craven more serious. There's a stream of power steering fluid on the pit lane, so the power steering pump on Ricky Craven's car has failed. They've gone back to the garage area to fix it. Ricky Craven has gone to the garage area. He'll join Tony Stewart and Johnny Benson's cars, the only other two machines that are out of the event. They had an accident a little bit earlier coming off turn number four, and both of those have gone back to the garage. 51 laps complete. You know, it's great to see Ward Burton have a good run. That's a good, solid race team. They've just struggled and struggled all last year to kind of find the combination of things they needed. They had, as we usually say, more than their share of bad luck at times. Just a good, solid race team, and I'm delighted to see them having a good run here today. And Ward will tell you that chemistry has a lot to do with what's going on there now. The Bill Davis team has had the people and the resources. What they needed was a chemistry between Ward and a crew chief. Chris Hussey was a great crew chief for that race team. Again, Ward will tell you that firsthand, but just the, that unspoken relationship between he and Chris wasn't there. And when they brought Tom Baldwin Jr. in, that was kind of for Ward Burton. He feels like his Ray Evernham, if he were Jeff Gordon. He was the guy that he can compliment very well and really feels confident about their chances not only to run up front but to win some races this year and be consistent week in and week out and uh, have a good points finish come the end of the year also. And to add to that, this boy's got a lot of driving talent. We've watched him in the bush come up over the years and he can he knows what he needs in a race car and if he can get it in there, he can drive with the best of them. And he's not afraid of anything, that's for sure. He'll hold the button down. Pretty good race going on for third spot headed down towards turn number one. Bobby Labonte feeling some heat. Johnny, John Andretti, a man applying the heat, trying to close in on Bobby Labonte. Just behind them also you've got Jeff Burton and Kenny Irvin. Burton trying to make the move on Kenny. There comes Jeff Burton looking to the inside. Now he faints to the outside as Kenny Irwin blocked that way. Jeff Burton will try to get it done the hard way, working that middle groove. And he's side by side with Kenny Irwin coming off a of turn four. Jeff takes the high road, almost brushed the wall coming off the corner that time. Kenny Irwin doesn't crack the throttle. They stay door to door but as they hit the straightaway and work into the corner, I believe horsepower is going to win this one, Joe Moore. And the horsepower favor goes to Jeff Burton as he gains the fifth position. Going to the high side of the track to pass Kenny Irwin at six. Terry Labonte now falling back to the seventh spot as they exit turn two. Terry Labonte has been struggling the last couple of laps, and perhaps he's just cooling it so he can get his car gathered up again, making some adjustments in the pit so he can race later. Meanwhile, John Andretti is the man on the move right on the rear bumper now of the Pontiac of Bobby Labonte. It's for third position, Andretti looking to make that move off turn four into the trioval. He tries to stick the nose down to the inside. He'll draw even with Bobby leaving the trioval, and Andretti will pick up that position into the corner. Andretti slips by down to the inside lane of the racetrack. Bobby Labonte settles back in behind him. Can't linger too long because Jeff Burton is beginning to close in just behind him. Kenny Irwin as well, and here comes Ernie Irvin making a move. He drops down to the inside of Terry Labonte. Side by side, down the back stretch. We documented that Ernie Irvin pitted early, and now he'll pass Terry Labonte, and that should be good enough for the fifth position, I believe. So it is Ernie Irvin past Labonte through turns three and four. And we should be somewhere maybe around 10 to 15 laps away from the first scheduled pit stops if this race stays green. So at lap 56, Ward Burton, Jeremy Mayfield, John Andretti, Bobby Labonte, and Jeff Burton are your top five. Race leader Ward Burton came to pit road a moment ago in rather spectacular fashion, trying to cut left onto the pit lane. He spun off the racetrack into the trioval grass, made the flying 360 a couple of times, 
Went to the pit lane, got his service, and has gone back onto the speedway. That handed the lead to Jeremy Mayfield. He's on pit road for stops now, giving John Andretti the number one spot. First, let's duck back into the garage to Winston Kelly. With Ricky Craven, some kind of power steering problem, Jim Phillips reported. What exactly is it, Rick? Well, they're going to change both the pump and the box. It just froze up. It started uh, pretty early, and it got worse and worse, and it got to the point where I couldn't even steer it. So uh, it's a shame that uh, it happened early on, but uh, I'm still proud of these guys. They worked awfully hard this week, and it's getting better and better. Ricky Craven started six behind the wall, but he should be back out soon. Let's go down to Marty Snyder. Ricky Rudd is in right now, as well as Stanton Barrett, Jimmy Spencer getting ready to come in as we start to see the first of the green flag pit stops here on lap number 59. Green flag pit stops as John Andretti leads the Las Vegas 400. Jeff Burton has just come in. Jimmy Spencer, Michael Waltrip, Rick Mast, several others. Here come Mark Martin, Jeffrey Bodine, Wally Dallenbach, and Dale Jarrett off the banking of turn number four. 45 mile an hour pit road speed limit. Let's cover stops. First, here's Marty Snyder. Rusty Wallace was in just a moment ago as well as Chad Little. Chad got his way up to the front pretty well. His car a little bit loose as it went along. Jeffrey Bodine, awfully impressive today. He started 36, made it up to 11th. Four tires, no adjustments for Jeffrey Bodine. Now down to Winston Kelly. Uh, the Wally Dahlenbach crew now wheeling around to the left side of the car. Just a slight chassis adjustment. A few laps ago, Jeff Gordon was in. His car's been a little bit tight. Jeremy Mayfield's made his pit stop. He's been just a little bit loose after he had hit the mark early on. Now Jim Phillips has cars in front of him. Now we got Mark Martin in. He just completed his service a little bit earlier than I expected. Here's Dale Jarrett getting his service. He's going back out of the racetrack. Expect a lot of these tops to go to 65, but the handling factors come in. Here comes Bill Elliott in. Also, Kenny Irwin right in front of him. It's going to be routine for both of these cars. No chassis adjustments as yet on either car from a ratchet standpoint. Irwin getting right side tires. So is Elliott. And uh, first get of 76 fuel is going in on Elliott's car and also Elliott's car. A moment ago, John Andretti gave up the lead. In fact, he's coming on pit road right now to make his routine stop. Terry Labonte is bringing his car into the pits, so the lead is going to move up to... Ernie Irvin will be the leader. Barney, and remember, Ernie stopped under that first caution at lap number 10, so he's going to be able to go a little while longer. Were a caution to come out here, could turn out to be rather important. Let's cover the stop of John Andretti. He's getting right side tires. First cat of 76 fuel is already in. They come around the left side. The second cat of 76 fuel goes in as Andretti's crew swings around the left side. They change the left side tire. So John Andretti getting uh, four tires and 76 fuel. So is Terry Labonte. Same routine service for Labonte. Now remember, these stops are coming under green flag conditions. We've had only one caution flag, and it came early that nobody wanted to duck onto pit road except just a couple of cars. Now Mike Skinner makes his stop. Also, I believe uh, Kenny Wallace is on pit road, about to go back onto the racetrack. See Elliot Sadler bringing his machine into pit road right now as Ernie Irvin continues to stay out there. We are now at lap number 65. Joe Nemechek will drop off the banking. He had not made a pit stop yet. That put him up to the second position. Here comes Nemechek in the Bell South car. Going to make a visit to pit road. Behind him, Dale Earnhardt begins to slow. Earnhardt also not yet having made a pit stop. He was up as far as third position in the shuffle of things. And Earnhardt comes to the attention of his crew. Let's go to Marty Snyder. And he was a little bit tight. He started 38th. And as you mentioned, Alan up to third, but very happy with his race car. They were trying to be patient coming up to the field. They were trying to actually follow Rusty Wallace, but Rusty pitted a little bit earlier, but four tires and a little bit of a track bar adjustment for Dale Earnhardt. 
Sterling Marlin should now move up into the second position. I believe Sterling pitted a little bit earlier also at about lap 10, somewhere in that segment, so he can stay out there just a little bit while longer. These are routine scheduled pit stops. Kind of has jumbled the field up and kind of spread it around all around the racetrack right now. Of the cars who have made a stop, it does not look like Ward Burton's little spin off into the grass has hurt him that much because he is uh, first out of all of the cars that have made a stop. Ward Burton, Jeremy Mayfield, Jeff Burton, Bobby Labonte, Kenny Irwin, Bill Elliott, Mark Martin, John Andretti, Jeff Gordon. That's kind of the rundown of the way they've come off pit road. But again, all this going on behind Ernie Irvin, who can stay out till about lap 75. We're at 68 now for Ernie, so he should be able to, he and uh, Sterling Marlin and Steve Grissom, who all stopped earlier, should be able to stay out till about lap 75, 77 before they'd have to come in. And uh, again, we're a caution to wave between now and then. That could be fairly important for them. Be very significant if we do get a caution before they make that pit stop. Jim Phillips, a lot of adjusting going on on the cars when they were pitting in front of you a moment ago. Mostly on this end, Barney was up with tire pressures. Uh, did not see a ratchet out on this uh, line of pit stops. Uh, talked to Mark Martin's crew earlier. They said they this tire set of tires didn't match up as good as the one they had in happy hour. Jeff Burton's car was just a little bit tight, but as you can tell during his run, he got a whole lot better. The Dale Jarrett's car was a little bit loose, but they adjusted that out with tire pressure. So nothing major on this end of the pit lane. Good to, see, good to see Ernie Irvin having a good run, too, Alan. That team uh, also has struggled more than their share for the last year and a half trying to get things turned around and seems to be coming together for them a little bit. Right now they're on pit road getting service, giving Sterling Marlin the lead. Ernie didn't stay out as long as I thought he would. Let's get the uh, details on the pit stop. Well, they didn't want to chance it, but a very quick stop for the M&M's team. 19.4 seconds, and those four tires, a little bit of wedge out. Ernie was still a little bit tight when they pitted on lap 10 earlier. He was extremely tight. That's why they decided to pit earlier but the car was much better on that last run, so just one round of wedge out for Ernie Irvin. Right now, the leader is Sterling Marlin. Steve Grissom runs second, again, not having made a pit stop, though he slows in turn number four to come down pit road, so that'll put Ward Burton back up into the number two position once Sterling Marlin comes on to pit road, and the significance of all of this running pretty well through the cycle without a caution is that there were going to be a whole pile of guys caught a lap down if the yellow came out before the leader stopped. In fact, here's Sterling Marlin also giving up the uh, spot on the racetrack for a visit to pit road. So at lap number 70, we complete the cycle of pit stops with the visits by Sterling Marlin and Steve Grissom to the pit lane, and when he comes back around to the start-finish line next time by Ward Burton. Despite the exciting exit from the racetrack onto pit road via the trioval grass, we'll reassume the lead of the Las Vegas 400. Just past 100 miles into the Las Vegas 400, second running of this event for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series here. Motor Racing Network with live coverage. We've been caution-free since a lap eight crash off of turn four when Johnny Benson caught the outside wall and collected Tony Stewart. Other than that, the race has run green, and we've just finished a cycle of pit stops. Ward Burton was the leader. He spun trying to enter pit road down through the trioval oval grass but made his stop came back up onto the racetrack and still managed to maintain the number one position and he's got an advantage of about 1.6 seconds for now on Jeremy Mayfield works his way back into turn number one and Bobby Labonte trying to close in also he's back there in about fourth position Jeff Burton and Jeremy Mayfield in the mix in the top four they all go over to turn two got a lot of lap cars separating some of these machines Brett Modine now sitting in between Jeremy Mayfield and Jeff Burton Burton trying to clear that traffic as he hits the back stretch watching Ward Burton the leader into turn three he cleared Stephen Park and Jerry Nadeau then you go back to 
Jeremy Mayfield riding in the second spot all by himself, having gotten around Jeff Burton and Brett Bodine, and it's Bobby Labonte all by himself in third. One car slow on the apron in turn three. I believe it's Buckshot Jones as he comes around turn four and hits pit road now. I don't have him as having made a pit stop since lap number 10, so maybe the uh, car ran out of fuel. Here he comes coasting onto the pit lane to make a stop here at lap number 77. Let's set the field for you just past 100 miles and through the cycle of pit stops. Ward Burton is the leader, and even two seconds over Jeremy Mayfield. About six-tenths of a second behind Mayfield, which is only about six car lengths, is Jeff Burton in third. Bobby Labonte runs fourth. Mark Martin is fifth. Kenny Irwin sixth. Bill Elliott is seventh. John Andretti eighth. Jeff Gordon ninth. And Wally Dallin back tenth. Jeffrey Bodine's up to 11th. Ernie Irvin is 12th. Dale Jarrett 13th. Terry Labonte 14th. And Joni Machek 15th. 16th is Chad Little. Mike Skinner is 17th. Kevin LePage 18th. Rusty Wallace is 19th. And Rick Mast is 20th. 21st is Ken Schrader. Michael Waltrip is 22nd. Sterling Marlin 23rd. Jimmy Spencer 24th. And Dale Earnhardt 25th. Bobby Hamm Hamilton is 26th, and Kenny Wallace is the last car on the lead lap in 27th position. One lap down, Steve Park in 28th, Jerry Nadeau in 29th, Brett Bodine in 30th, 31st, Ricky Rudd, David Green 32nd, Rich Bickle in 33rd, Steve Grissom is 34th, and 35th is Darrell Waltrip. Elliott Sadler is 36th, Derek Cope is 37th, Tom Hubert is two laps down in 38th, Buckshaw Jones now three laps down in 39th, along with Stanton Barrett, who's in 40th, Ricky Craven, Johnny Benson, and Tony Stewart are all behind the wall at this point in the event. Got some kind of problem on Bobby Hamilton's car. He was in at lap 63, we're at lap 79, and he is on pit road again. Let's see if we can get an update there. Well, appears as though they may have cut a left front tire looked as if it was down on air pressure when they brought the car in Barney and that probably is the case for Bobby Hamilton we'll check to make sure but that looked to be the case Bobby is down and away we'll go back onto the speedway only three cars sit in the garage area Ricky Craven Johnny Benson and Tony Stewart uh, spent some time in there I believe Benson might have come back out on the racetrack hasn't he or has he uh, no not yet that uh Derek Cope's car with that rotating paint scheme that they've got this year, the four different sponsors on the Bahari machine, the uh, one that they're using here this weekend looks somewhat like Benson's Cheerios Ford from uh, a distance. Derek Cope uh, on the racetrack right now and uh, his machine sponsored by State Fair Corn Dogs this weekend. Kind of a yellow uh, majority dominated color if you will and Derek is uh, one of those drivers who is out there still banging away trying to keep up with race leader Ward Burton who's setting a pretty good pace at this point. Ward getting around the racetrack exceptionally well. He came from way back in the pack, worked his way up through traffic, proved he had a car that would work at the bottom of the racetrack, up in the middle groove as he works his way right through three and four right now at the bottom of the racetrack. Any of the traffic he encounters seems to be able to go high, seems to be able to go low. He's going to catch uh, some pretty good cars here in just a moment, about three or four directly ahead per se as they go off into turn number one and start lapping some folks as he heads over to Joe Moore. As he closes in on the tail end of the field, uh, Kenny Wallace, Jimmy Spencer, and Dale Earnhardt there. He looks back and sees some fast closing competition. Jeff Burton just got by Jeremy Mayfield to grab the second spot about a lap ago, and now he's starting to close in on Ward. Right, well, Ward Burton has the lead. Jeff Burton might be might be the fastest car on the track. Looks to the outside of Stanton Barrett, passes him to the outside of turns three and four, and now will close his si set his sights on Steve Park, another lapped car. The Burton brothers in positions one and two at this point here in Las Vegas. Down in Ward Burton's pit is Winston Kelly. Kind of an exciting entry onto pit road a little while ago, Winston, but uh, the car does not seem to be any the worse for wear. Well, let's see if we can get a thought from Tommy Baldwin, the crew chief. 
as he climbs down off the pit box. First of all, have you had to calm him down from that entry onto pit road? No, um, he knew we made a little bit of mistake there. It came in too hot going in, coming into the pits, but uh, we're okay. We're a little loose right now. We're going to just probably just run this run out here and uh, 99 cars a little bit faster than we are right now. We're going to put on another set of tires in about 30 laps and uh, let her eat from there. When I ran down through pit road just a little bit ago, the 14 cars on the midsection of pit road, you were the only one that said you were on the money. Did you make any adjustments during that stop? No, we didn't, and I probably should have. Um, I don't know if it was a set of tires that loosened up a little bit, but uh, we're going to make a little air pressure adjustment in this Caterpillar Pontiac Grand Prix and uh, see what happens. From 30th to the point, They've got a strong run going right now, just a tick loose, not how they want it, but they still very satisfied with how it's going to this point. Tommy Baldwin, the crew chief. Jeff Burton has caught his brother Ward. He's trying to get the lead in turn two. Down to the inside of the racetrack, Jeff Burton digs down low, working alongside the lap car of Jimmy Spencer. Ward has cleared the machine. Jeff on the move in turn three. Jeff Burton caught his brother Ward because Ward had a lot of problems trying to put Jimmy Spencer a lap down. Now Jeff Burton has his hands full of Jimmy Spencer. To the inside, is Spencer not making it easy off of turn four? but Jeff Burton clears him, chasing down his brother Ward for the lead. Spencer just trying to stay up there and keep himself in a position to get back on the tail end of the lead lap, but eventually both get around him, so for the moment right now, it is first and second for Ward Burton and Jeff Burton. Good scrap shaping up for the fourth spot. Onto the back straightaway, Bobby Labonte has it. Mark Martin's trying to get it. Mark Martin takes a brief look to the inside, down the back stretch, not close enough, however, to pull off the move through turn three. If Bobby Labonte slides a little bit wide, which he does, Mark Martin can get the nose up underneath, and now they're side by side off of turn four. Mark's going to get a run on him coming off the corner. He'll take a spot away, and that's cost Bobby a couple of times today. Kenny Irwin sandwiches in there also, and he'll get around Bobby Labonte, and now goes after Mark Martin in turn one. Kenny just squeezed out of the inside of Bobby Labonte, cleared that car. Now he's going to the high side of the track in turn two in his attempt to get by Mark Martin, but he goes a little bit too high. Bobby gets another shot at him. Meanwhile, the fight for the lead is on down the back stretch as Jeff Burton got a good bite off of turn two and drew up alongside his brother Ward Burton. This is the fight for the lead off of turn four, still side by side on their way to the stripe. Jeff Burton almost catches the wall coming off the corner. He's dead even with his brother Ward at the stripe. Jeff Burton by about six inches as they cross the line, and he'll try and pull around him into the corner. Side by side, Jeff Burton on the high side of the racetrack as they close in on the tail end of the field. Kenny Wallace just ahead. Jeff uses the outside lane, swings around, and takes the spot from his brother. For the moment, Jeff Burton has the lead, but can he keep it? He's using a lot more racetrack than his brother Ward Burton, and right now, Kenny Wallace Wallace is right in front of Jeff, slowing up his pro progress just a bit, but Jeff Burton has the lead by about two and a half car lengths. Jeff makes it work down to the inside this time. He's going to put Kenny Wallace a lap down, and Ward for the moment is losing ground now. He's dropped back some three or four car lengths. Meanwhile, the third place car trying to run down the front two over in turn two. Jeremy Mayfield, that third place driver, he was tied up in traffic for a while, but now he's cleared all the traffic. No one sits between he and the front two except a good bit of racetrack. He's got maybe 20 car lengths to make up. Mayfield all by himself in third. The battle for fourth would be between Mark Martin and Kenny Irwin. Irwin about two and a half car lengths behind Mark Martin, who now has to deal with Jimmy Spencer, who's just been tough to pass all afternoon long. Dropping back a little bit farther from there, a good race for eighth, ninth, and tenth. Ernie Irvin just took the ninth spot away from Jeff Gordon going into turn number three. Now off the corner, he'll try and run down John Andretti and see if he can take the eighth position away. All this happening at lap 94 as they flash across the stripe and head back into the turn. Single files 
away. They enter turn number one with John Andretti at the head of that pack. Here's a fast closing Ernie Irvin now looking to dip down to the inside of the track and challenge off turn number two. Jeff Gordon right there with them. They stay single file. Single file off of turn two. It's John Andretti in the eighth position. Ernie Irvin a very close ninth and Jeff Gordon in tenth. They're still single file. Nose to tail through turns three and four. All three cars riding a very low line through turns three and four. John's had a good car all afternoon. John Andretti has been able to hang up there in the top ten. Ernie Irvin seems to get stronger as the day goes by also. Run you back through the top ten for the moment at lap number 95. Jeff Burton leads. Ward Burton is second. Jeremy Mayfield's third. Mark Martin's fourth. Fifth is Kenny Irwin having a good run here today. Bobby Labonte is sixth. Seventh is Bill Elliott. Good run for Bill also. We pointed out that John's having a good run. He is eighth. Ernie Irvin is ninth. And Jeff Gordon, who's kind of been on again, off again, currently rides in tenth place. Chase is on to catch Jeff Burton, who currently leads at lap number 97. Once he got around his brother Ward, he is pulled away by a healthy margin right now. Here he comes back down to the start-finish line, works his way off into turn number one, and Ward has lost a little better than a, maybe about a second and a half between those two as they go back over to turn two. Jeff having to work some traffic this time into the corner, that traffic being the intimidator himself. Dale Earnhardt just ahead. Jeff pulls down to the inside of him and goes after Dale in the backstretch. Still has not cleared Dale Earnhardt down the backstretch. Jeff Burton will not try anything dicey here for the moment, so he backs out of the throttle, preferring to follow Dale through turns three and four. Challenge and change for the second spot on the back straightaway and into turn number three. Jeremy Mayfield gets around. Oh, excuse me. That was the uh, Kenny Wallace car he got around, not Ward Burton. So leave that. Mayfield still in third and Ward Burton still in second. A little farther behind. Mark Martin and Kenny Irwin clear some lap traffic. They're around the Steve Park machine back into turn number one. So those drivers all also settling into line among themselves. 11th and 12th positions. Jeffrey Bodine and Dale Jarrett going at it back and forth there for a couple of laps around. They head down for turn one. They're tangled up with a lot of traffic all around them. Jerry Nadu just ahead of Jeffrey Bodine. Jeffrey dives to the inside of the track to clear him. Ricky Rudd is there. He's all over the rear deck of Dale Jarrett, who's also trying to get out of line. And just when you thought Bodine had cleared Nadu, Nadu makes it close again down the back stretch. Dale Jarrett having his problems with Ricky Rudd. Now he clears Rudd and Nadu. There's clear sailing for Jarrett trying to chase down Jeffrey Bodine. And Jeff Burton's having an awful hard time getting around Dale Earnhardt to put him a lap down. Of course, Earnhardt's going to really put the pedal to the metal, so to speak, here this afternoon. He's one of the five no-bull uh, candidates to win that extra million from R.J. Reynolds if he can win, so he doesn't want to go a lap down and diminish his chances any more than starting back toward the tail end of the field did. But unfortunately, I believe Burton's going to get him this time at the start-finish line. 100 laps are complete in the Las Vegas 400. Jeff Burton, Ward Burton, Jeremy Mayfield, Mark Martin, Kenny Irwin, your top five. Caution for the second time in the Las Vegas 400. Some debris has dropped off of one of the cars. A couple of pieces of metal spotted about a third of the way down the back straightaway from turn two to turn three. And so we see the yellow flag for the second time in this event. It comes out at lap number 101 of 267. Well, we're about to get this one back underway here at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. 106 laps are on the board. The field was just given the indication. Go ahead and form up for a double file restart. We're going to give you the green when you come back this time off turn number four. So let's kind of take you back through the top 10 or 12 here. Ward Burton made a great pit stop a moment ago, comes back out and hangs on to the lead again. Jeremy Mayfield comes out second. Bobby Labonte is third. If they can get a couple of adjustments on Bobby's car, he's had a strong car, but it's been pushing up a little bit with him coming out of turn number four and in just about every position he's lost, he's had it happen to him right up there. It will be interesting to see how well he runs here when they put him back under green. Jeff Burton will line up fourth on this restart. Bill Elliott fifth. Kenny Irwin will be 6th, Mark Martin 7th, 8th John Andretti, ninth will be Ernie Irvin, 
Dale Jarrett is 10th, Jeffrey Bodine 11th, Jeff Gordon's back to 12th, Rusty Wallace 13th, Terry Labonte 14th, and Mike Skinner make up your top 15. Pace car peels off the banking up in turn number four, moves down pit road, double file restart as they come down to the line. Believe Kenny Wallace going to be the first car a lap down up there to try and get himself back on the tail end of the lead lap. Green flag goes in the air, and Ward Burton wastes no time in trying to pull away from the field. Jeremy Mayfields goes with him, and none of those lap cars going to have a chance to get a lap back here. They're back in one. Those front two break away. Ward Burton and Jeremy Mayfield and Bobby Labonte, the third place man. He's got to deal with the traffic. First going after Steve Park here in turn number two. Just to the high side of the racetrack, Jerry Nadu now fills the spot down on the inside of him. Dropping the hammer down the back stretch as Ward Burton in the lead. Jeremy Mayfield hanging on to his rear bumper, but Bobby Labonte got caught behind the lap traffic. There's two cars between himself and second spot. As they come streaming off the corner down to the stripe, back for about the sixth position. Here's Kenny Irwin down to the inside of Bill Elliott. Mark Martin trying to see what lane's going to open up there. They cross the stripe and head back for one. Irwin and Elliott racing side by side. Something's got to give here. There's traffic just ahead. Brett Bodine occupies the inside lane. Elliott's got the favorite lane to the outside, way up against the outside wall. Gets a nose out in front of Kenny Irwin. This is the fight for fifth between Irwin and Bill Elliott, and Kenny Irwin will win that race to turn three. Meanwhile, Bobby Labonte has cleared the lap traffic and will try to make it a three-car duel for the lead. Bobby scrambles out of that lap traffic back there. Has nothing but daylight between himself and the front two right now if he's got the stuff to get up there and race with them. Good scramble a little further back in the pack. Jeff Burton trying to work his way out of some of that traffic back there and get up there to make it a four-way battle. Burton's got a couple of cars just in front of him. Both of those lapped machines that are racing side-by-side. Jerry Nadu and Kenny Wallace. Burton squeezes to the inside to try to clear them. Yeah, Jeff Burton has got his work cut out for him. Three lapped cars in front of him before he can even have a shot at Bobby Labonte. He'll pick them off one at a time. Jeff Burton down to the low side now of Nadu. Picks him off as he come off at turn four. Mentioned that Johnny Benson has come back out of the garage area and rejoined the race after the accident at lap number eight. He's running some 90 laps behind the leaders who go back to turn number one. About to have a race for the lead. Jeremy Mayfield sneaks up on the rear deck of Ward Burton, both right down on the white line at the bottom of the track here in turn two. Mayfield following the tire tracks of Ward Burton, not yet stepping out of line to strike. Two-car breakaway for the top spot down the back stretch. It is Ward Burton in the lead. Jeremy Mayfield right there. Now Bobby Labonte begins to close the gap from the third position, but Ward Burton is still your leader. Good race for the lead. You want to watch that for a lap or so, and then you want to look back in the field and watch some of those cars that are kind of boxed in with the lap traffic try and get back up there also. For the moment, the battle for the lead, about a half a car length between one and two. Still knows the tail between Ward Burton leading Jeremy Mayfield, the second place man. Further back, good race shaping up for the fourth spot as Jeff Burton is struggling to get by the lap traffic. Kenny Irwin has caught him. Jeff Burton had to dive down low off of turn two, again trying to clear Kenny Wallace. That allowed Kenny Irwin to close the gap from fifth. So it is Burton in fourth. Irwin right on his bumper. Mark Martin trying to make it a three-car fight. And just behind them, Bill Elliott, John Andretti, and Ernie Irvin all stacked up in traffic with Dale Jarrett not far behind. 112 laps complete of 267 in the Las Vegas 400. Ward Burton is the man out in front for now. Save of the day just happened in turn number two in front of Joe Moore. Looked like one of those uh, sprint car slides out and over here in turn two. Wally Dallenbach brought the Budweiser Chevrolet into turn number two. Little bit on the high side of the track. The car cocked completely sideways. He just drove it on through. Kept it going in the right direction. Only lost a couple of spots. 45 degrees sideways at 160 miles an hour. Pretty brave kind of thing there for Wally Dallenbach. That's for sure. But he did a great job to keep it off the wall. A couple things happening. Ricky Rudd's car is off the pace. Some smoke trailing from behind it. 
Ricky Craven has just come back from in the garage, and there's some changing on the leaderboard. Jeff Burton has just taken third away from Bobby Labonte. Mark Martin has just taken fifth away from Kenny Irwin. So it is Ward Burton and Jeremy Mayfield still running nose to tail one and two. Now with Jeff Burton just a couple of car lengths behind them in third. And caution for trouble off turn two on the back straightaway. Michael Waltrip is involved. I see his car spinning halfway down the back stretch. Steve Grissom made hard contact with him. He rolls down to the inside of the racetrack. And another car, it is Elliott Sadler, who tagged the inside retaining wall. He's hit both the front and the back of the Wood Brothers Ford. Caution out at lap 118 involving about three to five cars over off turn number two. Back to Joe Moore. Once again, uh, we looked up, Barney. There was a cloud of smoke. I saw Michael Waltrip's car spinning sideways. He was collected immediately by Steve Grissom. Then Elliott Sandler got involved. Those two cars are still sitting on the grass here off the apron of the back stretch. Field is about ready to go green one more time. Pace car easing off the banking up in turns three and four. will come down pit road, and they'll see the green flag when they come into the straightaway. 24 cars are still on the lead lap. Michael Waltrip is the last one of those back there in 24th position. The leader, Jeremy Mayfield. Jeff Burton right behind him. Green goes in the air, and they race off to turn number one as Jerry Nadeau tries to get himself up there and run with the leader, maybe unlap himself. Not going to be able to do it. No, Jeremy Mayfield gets away from Nadeau. Here comes second place, Jeff Burton. He swings to the high side of the racetrack in turn number two. He also will clear Nadeau. Then you've got Ward Burton working the outside of the racetrack. Then Jeffrey Bodine and Jeff Gordon all over him off turn two. Two Fords trying to fly away from the Pontiac of Ward Burton, but they can't do it for the moment. Mayfield in the top spot. Jeff Burton in second. Ward Burton working the outside groove to three and four. That's your top three cars headed back to the stripe. Off the turn, coming down to the start-finish line, completing lap 124. At lap 134, we'll be halfway through the event, and at that point, pass out the $10,000 Gatorade front runner award. Here's a race for the fourth position. Jeff Gordon sweeps to the inside of Jeffrey Bodine. He'll get by, pick off the spot there. Further back, Ernie Irvin and Bobby Labonte are going at it side by side with Kenny Irvin right behind looking on. And you've got it three wide with the lapped car of Brett Bodine down low. Will Ernie Irvin back out of the throttle? No, he does not. He'll just shut the door on Kenny Irwin, but he lost touch with Bobby Labonte in that fight, headed back to the strike. That's where the real scrambling's going on. It's back there from 8th, 9th, and 10th. That involves Bobby Labonte, Kenny Irwin, Joe Nemechek, Rusty Wallace, and Bill Elliott in a real tussle. They all go back to one. Bobby Labonte has gotten away from that traffic. Now he closes in on some other traffic just ahead. Kenny Irwin further back with uh, Ernie Irvin trying to get by him. Also Rusty Wallace in the mix there. Rusty digs down low with Joe Nemechek following him. Yeah, it was a great dig by Rusty Wallace in the middle of light four. Now he draws up alongside Kenny Irwin. They'll go side by side into turn three. Irwin sticks the Texaco Havoline four to the outside, not giving up the position to Rusty Wallace. Nose to tail for the lead. Jeff Burton right on Jeremy Mayfield's back bumper. Here's Terry Labonte all the way on the apron of the racetrack to take fifth spot away from Jeffrey Bodine. Strong move for Terry Labonte dropping down to the low side of the track clears that traffic up front once again. Here's Jeff Burton going after Jerry Mayfield. Side by side they race to turn three. Two fours going at it for the first spot. Jeff Burton will beat Jeremy Mayfield to turn three but he's working that high groove so Mayfield's got the better line down low. They're still side by side off a of turn four. Neither one giving an inch as they come off the corner and back down the line. It looked like it's going to be about a dead heat. It would have been Mayfield by maybe six or seven inches but Jeff comes right back after him in turn one. Neither one lifting as they hit the corner. Side by side, Jeff Burton looks strong on the high side of the racetrack. He gets a nose out in front. Mayfield tries to pull up alongside. Instead, will fall back in line, and Burton takes a top spot. All this fighting allows Ward Burton to close the gap from the third position. Jeff Burton in the lead. Jeremy Mayfield in second. Ward Burton in third. Then it's about five car lengths back to fourth, fifth position. Jeff Gordon. 
Off turn number four to the stripe. Lap 128 in the books. Jeff Burton reassumes command of this Las Vegas 400. Farther back, Ernie Irvin struggling after the restart. His car not handling as well as he would like. He was up there pretty well when the green flag waved. Now, Joe, he's fallen all the way back to about 15th. Drop him back through traffic. Ernie Irvin with problems. Also, Kenny Irwin has lost a good number of positions. He swept kind of high two laps ago in turn number three, and he's lost about five spots. Kenny Irwin in a heavy, heavy traffic down the back stretch to the outside of Joe Nemechek and Bill Elliott. You can throw Derek Cope into that mix. So, too, John Andretti and Dale Jarrett. Those six cars in a very tight pack around turns three and four. But at the front of the field, it's a three-car breakaway for the moment. Jeff Burton is ahead by maybe a couple of car lengths over Jeremy Mayfield, over Ward Burton. Jeff Gordon back there in fourth, peddling all he can, trying to run him down. And you've got Terry Labonte back in the fifth position, trying to catch that traffic. Heavy racing further back as some of the cars work heavy traffic. Bill Elliott, Joe Nemechek, John Andretti, and Dale Jarrett all in a heavy pack of traffic headed to turn three. Once again, it's Kenny Irwin with Bill Elliott filling up his mirrors, nose to tail into turn three. Irwin very comfortable in that Ford right now. Seems to work the high line and the low line right now trying to put Kenny Wallace a lap down. Irwin running in ninth and Bill Elliott running in tenth as they come to the start-finish line. So we've seen some pretty differing pitch strategy played out here on this most recent caution. I think we need to point out that the first driver in the restart order that had four tires was Bobby Labonte. He restarted in the eighth position. He's moved up to seventh now and Mark Martin. Well, trouble in the back straight away. Four cars are involved. Kenny Irwin one of those. A cloud of smoke completely blocks my view from here. The smoke begins to clear. Kenny Irwin, one of the first cars involved. Other cars rolling down to the inside of the racetrack. We'll have an update in a moment. Big cloud of dust over there that's going to involve at least three or four cars. Everybody came out on the apron of the racetrack trying to drive through that one. We'll give it just a moment for the smoke and dust to clear. And Joe, from here we can see at least three or four cars. A couple sitting out against the wall and three or four down on the grass. Buckshot Jones up against the outside retaining wall. Barney, we've got uh, Joe Nemechek's car down on the inside grass. Jimmy Spencer, make that Bill Elliott is involved. His car still sitting uh, on the grass off the apron of the track. Nemechek and Buckshot Jones have refired their cars and driven away. Looks like the guy who got the worst of this is Kenny Irwin. A lot of damage to the front end and the left side of his car where he slammed into the inside retaining wall. And Barney, Kenny Wallace was also involved. So too was Derek Cope. In fact, Kenny Wallace now limping back to the pits. Lots of body damage to the right rear of that car. Number of cars involved in an accident off of turn number two and onto the back straightaway, which has uh, seemingly been the trouble spot here today. Going behind the wall is Kenny Wallace. Joni Macek, uh, Derek Cope come down pit road. Buckshot Jones comes down pit road. This is the fourth caution of the race. Joe Moore, those cars in the top ten. Kenny Irwin was at the time. And uh, something just went away there off of turn number two, and they all started scrambling and spinning from there. It appeared uh, to be that case, uh, Alan, as they came off turn number two. It looked like uh, possibly Kenny got turned sideways, maybe got up on the high side of the racetrack a bit. When he did, it just collected everybody. Instant cloud of smoke, so I couldn't see a thing when the smoke cleared. Again, Kenny Irwin with the worst of it. Luckily for him, though, he is out of the car, walking over to the ambulance. I think Kenny Irwin's car might have broken loose going through the corner over there. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment right now. It looks like about two-thirds of the front runners are on pit road. Let's go down quickly to Winston Kelly. Well, they are coming down on pit road. All the leaders here on the midsection, Jeff Gordon, Bobby Lewani, all the rest of them now up to Jim Phillips. And also Dale Jarrett is in on this time. They're going to make another chassis adjustment. Two rounds that's working on the track bar. In front of him is Mike Skinner. Routine stop for Skinner. Mark Martin has been back in, changing tires on his car. Kevin Apay's got a little bit of that accident. The front air dam, they're pulling it out, and it should be all right. And the right front fender has some damage. John Andretti has a little damage on the left front 
didn't hurt anything. Now to Marty Snyder. Well, Jimmy Spencer sits on pit road, and they are checking the toe in his car. He got a little bit of that accident as well, especially on the left side. Big break for Ernie Irvin on that caution flag. Remember, he took two tires last time. The tires did not match up at all. He hated that set of tires he had on, so they came in and took four tires on Ernie Irvin's car. The only two cars that haven't driven away from the accident scene are those of Kenny Irwin and Bill Elliott, both of them being hooked up to a wrecker over on the back straightaway. We see Irwin out of his car and moving around and uh, just fine and believe that Elliott got from his machine also and walked over to the ambulance for the trip to the care center. Speaking of which, Winston Kelly went back there to talk with some of the drivers involved in the last caution back at lap 118. Winston? Well, two of them walked out of the care center under their own power. One of them was Steve Grissom. He was okay. Elliot Sadler now standing here looking over the damage to the Sitco Ford. Elliot, how did you see it unfold in front of you? Just uh, looked like somebody might have gotten the back of Michael and, and, and got him around. And uh, just so much smoke. And uh, I just panicked, I guess. Uh, just trying to get slowed down in time. I tried to go to the inside and just locked up on us. And just want to apologize everybody at Sitco and uh, everybody on this Wood Brothers team. It's just uh, I'm making a lot of bad mistakes here the last three weeks. And uh, I just need to get a gut check and turn this thing around and um, the car is not running up its capability. I, I need to step up a little bit and help these guys out. That's Elliot Sadler. Even though the accident uh, happened in front of him, Elliot taking a good bit of the blame on his own shoulders for their involvement in it. Kenny Wallace drove his car into the garage area, so the Square D crew going to be working on it to try to get him back in the race. Joe Nemechek and Derek Cope have also taken their cars back behind the wall, all as a result of this most recent caution at lap number 130, about 200 miles into the Las Vegas 400 that has taken out Bill Elliott, Kenny Irwin, among others, from this event. Back at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, one lap away from the restart and the resumption of the Las Vegas 400. Couple of reports. First to Marty Snyder. Well, Kenny Wallace had a good finish last week at Rockingham. He finished 13th, and uh, today, out of it a little bit early, Kenny, what happened? Uh, they said Kenny uh, got sideways underneath me, and um, hell, you know, just riding along there, and uh, I guess he got sideways underneath me before I knew it. You know, he hit me in the door, and I was in the wall. So, I guess, you know, just racing hard, and it, it got loose. The squared A team working on the car right now. They should be able to get back in. Kenny uh, Wallace not done for the day. And let's go to Winston Kelly, who is in the vicinity of Joe Nemechek's car. They've taken it back behind the wall, Winston. Well, Joe's just now climbing out of the Bell South Chevy. See if we can get a comment from him. Joe, could you tell what caused it? Oh, uh, I think the 28 car was in a little bit of a hurry there. He... I don't know what happened. Him and the 55 got together, and uh, one of those cars flew way up in the air, and I tried slowing down a little bit, and I got hit in the rear, and it just like all, just all heck broke loose. I mean, cars bouncing around, and uh, like we hit pretty hard. You know, it's just a shame. You know, car qualified good, was running good, uh, just trying to bide our time. Uh, taking his time, but wasn't able to get to the finish. A lot of damage. Mostly concentrated on the right side of the car, just pancake all the way down the right side. So after a strong second place run yesterday, Joe Nemechek behind the wall. Field comes down the line. Green flag goes in the air. Jeff Burton, the leader, and Jeremy Mayfield, who is second, set sail for turn number one, trying to dispense with that lap traffic, and they do as they get to the corner. Mayfield does not let Jeff Burton get too far away. Stays right up on his buffer as they come racing back into turn number two, clearing the lap car of Jerry Nadeau. Further back, Ward Burton rides along in the third spot. Fourth now, Jeff Gordon. He too busy working so 
some of the heavy traffic. As they hit down the back stretch, Jeff Burton tries to extend his lead to about four car lengths, but now Jeremy Mayfield able to close that gap. It'll be Ward Burton in third, Jeff Gordon taking a low line in fourth. Because we were under caution at the halfway point of the race, the fifth green flag lap after the restart will be when the Gatorade money's paid out. There's lap one. Jeff Burton is out in front by about two car lengths. Mayfield lost touch with Burton for a while, now starting to reel him back in with that about four car lengths of the race leader. Further back, Jeff Gordon real busy trying to get by two cars in front of him. Two lap machines that are racing side by side. Single file for the top three cars, however, as they cleared the lap traffic. It's still Jeff Burton at the point. Jeremy Mayfield in second. Ward Burton in third. Here comes Jeff Gordon trying to work the outside of Steve Park off of turn four. Jeff Gordon has not been a factor as far as getting up there and leading any of this race this afternoon, although he's hung around the top ten just about all day. Every time they've made a pit stop, they keep working on the car. Seem to be getting him a little bit better. Currently, he's up in third place trying to dispense with a couple of cars to get a little closer to the front two. Following the tire tracks of Steve Park, Gordon is for now trying to clear that machine while Terry Labonte back in the fifth spot closes in on the rear deck of Gordon. Terry Labonte is gaining ground on Jeff Gordon. That would be the fight for fifth as Steve Park is not doing Gordon any favors at all. Gordon riding in the tire tracks of Park still and here comes Terry Labonte in the Kellogg Chevrolet. Off the corner now to complete the third green flag lap after the restart. Jeff Burton out in front by six tenths of a second over Jeremy Mayfield and Ward Burton. Bobby Labonte and Jeffrey Bodine going to go double wide for six. Doesn't last very long. Bobby just sweeps right on by, grabs the sixth position. Jeffrey Bodine tacks on to his rear deck, looks back, and sees Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin starting to close in on him. Bodine cannot retaliate against Bobby Labonte down the back stretch. And as Bodine looks in his rearview mirror, here comes Rusty Wallace. Bodine having a problem with his brother Brett Bodine as they're side by side through turn four. Jeffrey's car not able to work at the bottom of the racetrack as well as he would like it either. Watched him get a little high every time around the last couple of laps. Bobby Labonte trying to break out of some of that traffic and get back up there. His car seems to get better as the day goes by also. But right now, he's kind of boxed in over in turn two. Bobby's in the sixth position after getting by Jeffrey Bodine, having to work some heavy traffic. He's now cleared some of those cars, sets his sights on another lap car just ahead before he catches the front runners. Bobby Labonte has some good horsepower down that backstretch. Jerry Nadeau will be his next victim. Meanwhile, your leader is still Jeff Burton with a healthy lead of about 10 car lengths. And here he comes to the stripe to complete the fifth green flag lap after the restart. So Jeff Burton will take the $10,000 Gatorade frontrunner award today from Gatorade, the official sports drink of NASCAR, as the uh, midway point leader of this race. Let's set the field for you now, a little bit past 200 miles. It's Jeff Burton leading. Jeremy Mayfield is second. Ward Burton is third. Jeff Gordon is fourth. And fifth is Terry Labonte. Bobby Labonte is sixth. Jeffrey Bodine, seventh. Mark Martin is eighth. Rusty Wallace is ninth. Dale Jarrett runs tenth. Eleventh is Dale Earnhardt. Mike Skinner is twelfth. Sterling Marlin, thirteenth. Ernie Irvin, fourteenth. And Rick Mastin, fifteenth. Sixteenth is Chad Little. Wally Dallenbeck is seventeenth. John Andretti is eighteenth. Ken Schrader, nineteenth. Kevin LePage, twentieth. And Michael Waltrip is the last car on the lead lap in twenty-first position. One lap down, Steve Park in twenty-second. Jerry Nadeau in twenty-third. Brett Bodine in twenty-fourth. And Rich Bickle in twenty-fifth, along with twenty-sixth place Darrell Waltrip and Jimmy Spencer in twenty-seventh position. Two laps down, Bobby Hamilton in twenty-eighth. David Green in twenty-ninth. And Tom Hubert in thirtieth. Three laps down, Buckshot Jones in thirty-first. Stanton Barrett is four laps down in thirty-second. Behind the wall, Joe Nemechek, Kenny Irwin, Bill Elliott, Derek Cope, Kenny Wallace, Steve Grissom, Elliott Sadler, and Ricky Rudd. Ricky Craven, Tony Stewart, and Johnny Benson are 41st, 2nd, and 3rd, all back on the speedway after time behind the wall early in the event. Well, all the guys are predicting that maybe the 6 car, which belongs to Mark Martin, and the 99 car, which belongs to Jeff Burton, might be the two strongest cars yesterday in that final practice session. 
at least one of those has certainly materialized. Jeff Burton has had a great run here this afternoon for the moment. Once he got back in the lead here just a second ago, he has already pulled away from Jeremy Mayfield by a full second or better. Jeremy's going to feel some heat here in just a moment for the second spot from Ward Burton. Ward has chased him down as they go to turn one. Got Ward there and also Jeff Gordon coming into the mix as well. He rides just behind Ward Burton for second and third. Should be pretty interesting. Ward now about a car length off the rear deck of Jeremy Mayfield on the back stretch. And Jeff Gordon in the fourth position slowly and methodically working his way up to the front but it'll be Mayfield in the second spot. Ward Burton riding a lower line through turns three and four. Not able to close the gap this time around on Jeremy Mayfield. Just past 200 miles in today's Las Vegas 400. Let's go downstairs. And let's get a word with Kenny Irwin. Kenny, you made a great save just before all this happened. What happened? Just um, just got, got loose on new tires and uh, took about 10 laps to get going and with um, lap car on the outside just trying to get under him and uh, got a little loose. First time uh, looked like it just pushed up the racetrack with you. Yeah, well, I, I mean, just got loose and tried to save it up the racetrack. And uh, second time there was um, just somebody there. That's getting over. They were still working on this Haviland Ford, but it, it really, at this point, looks doubtful that they can get it back in and run up to speed enough to stay in the race. Too bad for Kenny because he was having a very solid day in the top ten all afternoon long, but he will be in the garage, one of a number of cars, back in behind the wall at this point in the event. At the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, live coverage of the Las Vegas 400 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series on Motor Racing Network. 151 laps complete, 116 to go. Jeff Burton is the race leader by two and a half seconds over Jeremy Mayfield. The largest lead anyone has had all afternoon long. It's been a very competitive event thus far. 17 lead changes among eight different drivers. Now, though, Burton is pulled away after this most recent restart. Jeremy Mayfield, Jeff Gordon, Ward Burton, and Mark Martin make up the rest of the top five. And in position six through ten for the moment, Terry Labonte, Bobby Labonte, Dale Jarrett, Jeffrey Bodine, and Dale Earnhardt all the way up into the top ten after starting back in 38th position. And for the moment, field kind of really stringing out around here, at least among the top ten as lap 152 goes up on the scoreboard. I tell you, once Jeff Burton, he was good from the get-go this afternoon. As the day goes by, he's getting even better, and that's not good news for his competition as he works his way over to turn three. He really does look good, Barney. He's stretching this lead out now by about 12 car lengths, and I think the Roush cars are starting to assert themselves as Mark Martin now rides in the sixth position. That He is moving, uh, passing Terry Labonte like he was standing still, so watch for Mark Martin to move up into the top three. Look to go to pit road and talk with a couple of teams here in the next few laps. Jeff Burton's car obviously running very well. Jeff Gordon's team has kind of uh, carried that old refuse-to-lose motto here this afternoon through a couple of hundred miles of not looking too terribly impressive, but here they are running well and trying to chase down Jeremy Mayfield for the second spot. You've had Ward Burton, who was up front for a good part of the uh, midsection of the race, has fallen back just a little bit. He's still running in the top five in fourth position, but he's fallen a few seconds behind his brother Jeff. And right now, pretty good race shaping up for position that will follow for the next few laps for sixth, seventh, and eighth off turn four between the Labonte brothers and Dale Jarrett. As they come down the line, Bobby Labonte drives underneath Terry, trying to take it away. Dale Jarrett sits right behind him. He may be able to get under him also. They go to one. Terry wanted to pull back down the racetrack and block that move by Dale Jarrett, but he wasn't quite quick enough. 
Bobby got by. Dale got by as well. Terry has to settle in behind both of them. Yeah, this will be a Pontiac, a Ford, and a Chevy going at it for sixth position. Bobby Labonte leading those three cars down the back stretch. Dale Jarrett making a pretty good race of it here through turns three and four as all afternoon Bobby Labonte's had a problem here at the exit of four, allowing Dale Jarrett now to climb up on the rear bumper. And farther ahead, here's the challenge for second. Jeff Gordon is after Jeremy Mayfield. Didn't take him long. He fakes the pass before they get into turn number one. Has to weave to the outside of the racetrack for a slower car. Johnny Benson to the outside lane. Gordon just picks his way through, grabs the second position. We'll see if Jeremy Mayfield can hang on in third as Jeff Gordon now has gotten past him for the second spot. Both cars ride a little bit of identical lines as Mayfield now lets it slide up a bit through turns three and four, and the fans get on their feet for Jeff Gordon in second. Yeah, they've been cheering Jeff pretty good for the last seven or eight laps around as he picked off position after position. Currently gets himself up into the number two spot, but boy, he has got a long ways to go before he catches the leader. They go back to turn two. So riding along in the second spot, Jeff Gordon going way up the banking, taking a much higher line than he was earlier today. Mayfield not losing sight of him. Ward Burton further back now in the fourth position, about ten cars behind that battle. Jeff Burton almost has an entire backstretch length of a lead over second spot Jeff Gordon. Now, even though Jeff Gordon has second, he is not pulling away from Jeremy Mayfield. Comings and goings from the garage, Ricky Craven goes goes back behind the wall while Elliot Sadler rejoins the race. Sadler involved in the crash back at lap number 118. Comes back onto the speedway 40 laps down to race leader Jeff Burton while Craven again goes back behind the wall. Well, if it's a Winston Noble $5 million bonus race, you can count on Jeff Gordon being up there somewhere trying to get the money. He's done it more than anybody else has. And Rich Hobegger of R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company has stepped into the booth, the director of event operations. Must be another Noble 5 race. You got, uh, What is it, three, four times you've given out that check to uh, Jeff Gordon over the years? We gave it, we have given it out now three times, two times last year, once in Daytona this year. So he is going for the fourth time at the million dollars. Unbelievable. Why adding Las Vegas to the program this year? You decided to make this race one of the Winston Noble Five events. Why here? Right. Last year we were at the Brickyard in Indianapolis, and there were some things there that uh, made it difficult for, for both sides to work there. We were very pleased being there, but uh, Indianapolis decided that they'd rather not do that event there, so we moved to Las Vegas this year. Another group of five race fans with a chance to become a millionaire if one of the drivers wins the Noble $5 million bonus today. I know you've been around them all weekend. A little itchy and a little anxious being in Vegas with a million hanging on the line? Yeah, we had our press conference on uh, Thursday afternoon on Fremont Street to uh, pair the drivers up with their uh, fans, and uh, a lot of talk going on if uh, one of those could win a million, what they'd do with them. A lot of them were saying they might go back to the casinos and maybe try to double it. There you go. Jeff Gordon is racing for Jim Sandella of Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Dale Earnhardt for Joseph Markowitz of Michigan City, Indiana. Kenny Irwin for Frank Kaser of Lake Elsinore, California. Mike Skinner for Faith Kronowski of Lake Worth, Florida, and I'm sure I didn't pronounce that right, Faith. And Michael Walter racing for Roy Quinton of Grand Junction, Colorado here today. This Noble 5 program has really generated a lot of interest among the drivers. I'm sure that you folks have been pleased with the way that it's gone. Alan, we've been very pleased. Uh, we're looking forward to our next one. Uh, this one's not even over yet, but we're looking forward to going to the Lowe's Motor Speedway in Charlotte for our next one at the Coca-Cola 600 in late May. Top five finishers today get to run for the million-dollar bonus on Memorial Weekend. Rich, appreciate your dropping by, and we'll keep an eye out and see if uh, you get the chance to give the check away at the end of the afternoon. 
Thanks, Alan. Appreciate it very much. Rich Habegger, the Director of Event Operations for RJ Reynolds Tobacco Company, watching those five drivers pursue the Winston Noble $5 million bonus at Vegas today. And they're still very much in the hunt here this afternoon. Michael Waltrip's chances a little bit diminished to the fact that he got caught up in that accident over there, and they've made uh, several repairs on the car, but he is still out there and running. We're now looking at 161 laps complete here in the Las Vegas 400. That'll give us 106 to go. And for the leader right now, Jeff Burton, talk about a cakewalk on this section, or at least this run between pit stops. Nobody is gaining any ground. I thought maybe Jeff Gordon was going to be able to chase him down, but I believe as they go back to turn number one, the interval's getting bigger, isn't it? Yeah, it's up to about four seconds now. It was just a couple of seconds a few laps ago, so Burton really kind of pouring the coals onto the fire. Let's draw back into the field. Pretty good race for positions 8, 9, 10, and 11. Terry Labonte has the eighth spot. Dale Earnhardt's trying to take ninth from Jeffrey Bodine. Working with him, coming into the corner. Jeffrey Bodine falls back off the pace a little bit now. As a matter of fact, they were racing for the spot. Bodine lost a good bit of ground in that battle now. Dale Earnhardt is a racer regardless of the position that he's racing for. He wanted to pull the trigger a couple of laps ago to get by Jeffrey Bodine and he does. He was trying all kinds of lines to get by Bodine and now he sets his sights on Terry Labonte currently riding in the eighth position. Dale's got a pretty good race car at least this section of the race. Been watching him a little bit earlier. He was running a real high line in the corner after this last round of pit stops. He seems to be able to pin it right down to the bottom of the racetrack and make it stick there. 170 laps are complete. 97 to go. 260 seven make up the distance this afternoon and at this stage of the race a driver has the biggest lead anyone has had all day Jeff Burton is out in front by nearly four seconds on Jeff Gordon after a race that has seen 17 lead changes among eight different drivers been a good one this afternoon yeah it really has uh, we're just sitting here looking that the field's kind of getting strung out a little bit right now just wondering if maybe the temperature had changed out there because up until that last round of pit stops it looked like everybody was dialed in pretty good and had some good racing going on all the way back through the field now they're getting kind of a little bit strung out around here. It's been a tough day for Jimmy Spencer. Uh, Spencer normally will get up there and run in the top ten. Bobby Hamilton's had his share of problems here this afternoon, and Mike Skinner, you were just mentioning there on the commercial break. Uh, Mike ran fairly good in the early going, but now he seems to be fading back just a little bit. Got uh, 20 cars on the lead lap at this point. Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon, Jeremy Mayfield, Ward Burton, and Mark Martin are the top five. Six through tenth, Dale Jarrett, Bobby Labonte, Dale Earnhardt, Jeffrey Bodine, and Terry Labonte. Those drivers with Ernie Irvin and Mike Skinner from sixth down to twelfth, pretty good pack of cars racing for positions the last several laps around. Then you've got Wally Dallin back in 13th, John Andretti in 14th, 15th is Rusty Wallace, Chad Little is 16th, Rick Mast is 17th, Ken Schrader 18th, Sterling Marlin is 19th, Kevin LePage is 20th, and the last driver on the lead lap, Michael Waltrip, has just gone one lap down. Jeff Burton leads rather substantial advantage of 8.9 seconds on his brother Ward, who runs second. Jeff Gordon is third, Jeremy Mayfield is fourth, and Mark Martin is fifth. Ernie Irvin, Bobby Labonte, Mike Skinner, Rusty Wallace, and Dale Earnhardt make up the rest of the top ten, and the show the last few laps around has been Dale Earnhardt doing all he can to stay in front of Jeff Burton and stay on the tail end of the lead lap. He just will not give up that spot. Jeff put a fender underneath him a couple of times, and Dale ran him in the corner, and I think he said, hey, I don't need this. I need to win this race. Uh, just let Earnhardt stay out there. That's where they are right now in front of Joe Moore. Yeah, it's obvious that uh, Jeff realizes he's got to have a little bit of patience at this stage of the race. They were side-by-side -side for nearly a complete lap, nearly made contact a couple of times over here, but for now, Jeff just let Dale go. Dale Earnhardt running in the 10th position on the tail end of the lead lap is just one tough customer to pass. We rediscover this race after race after race, although now Jeff Burton in the lead takes a look to the end 
inside of Dale Earnhardt. Here he goes again, cutting low off of turn number four. Tries to poke the fender to the inside of Earnhardt's machine. Dale hanging tough. Tell you what, some impressive horsepower under the hood of that machine today. He just outguns Jeff Burton down the front stretch. Burton has to fall back in line behind him here in turn number two, though. Dale will go high on the banking. They're approaching the Tom Hubert car. Here comes Jeff Burton now pulling down to the inside to again pull even with Dale. Hubert pulls way over to the left, lets the two cars go by him, and now this time Burton has a good run on him to the inside of turn three, but Dale Earnhardt will not let go. They're glued at the hip as they come off of turn four. And the way he's racing Dale Earnhardt right now, certainly not saving a whole lot of fuel as hard as he's running out there, and he's one of the cars that may again have to come back to pit road, but we'll follow the battle again back to the corner. Earnhardt just will not let him go. They're back in one. Burton's got the inside line coming into the turn, and Earnhardt very close to him, just about a groove up from the bottom of the racetrack. Burton's got the advantage this time. Let's see if Earnhardt's going to let him go. I don't think anybody but Earnhardt could keep that car to the outside of Jeff Burton, considering the horsepower advantage that Jeff might enjoy down the front stretch and the back stretch. Again, they're side by side into turn three. Crowd comes to their feet, cheering, cheering Dale Earnhardt on. They're still side by side, back to the stripe. Pretty good show for the fans here at Vegas as Dale Earnhardt continues hanging tough on the outside. Here he pulls even with Jeff Burton again. It's Burton low and Earnhardt high, back to one. Dead even once again, coming into the corner. Jeff Burton drives in a little bit deeper, but halfway through the turn, Earnhardt evens up with him yet again. Off turn number two, advantage to Jeff Burton, but on the straightaway, here comes Dale back up alongside. Look at that Chevrolet pull the Ford down the back stretch. If Dale Earnhardt has got an inch on Jeff Burton, he will not give it up. This time, Earnhardt beats Burton into turn three, but Burton's got the better line. They're again side by side off of the corner. Tell you what, the laps are winding down in a hurry for the whole field right now. It'll be 41 to go when they cross the stripe this time. Earnhardt again outside, Burton down to the inside. This is not for the lead. This is just to stay on the tail end of the lead lap for Dale Earnhardt. He simply will not give an inch of ground as they go back to turn two. It is a heck of a show. Dale Earnhardt drops back a little bit. Looks like Jeff will get him once they hit the straightaway. Here comes Dale pouring on the steam yet again. If Jeff Burton could clear Dale Earnhardt off a of turn two, he could probably sneak in front of him, but Earnhardt will not allow Burton to do that. Again, just like a carbon copy of the last five laps, they're glued at the hips side by side, headed back to the strike. Got some slower cars coming up in front of the two now, and it's going to be interesting to see which lane the two of them are able to get to open up first. Ricky Craven's machine looming in front of this side-by-side scramble. Earnhardt sticks a nose out in front, coming into the corner. Burton then pulls a nose out in front, halfway between turns one and two. They are closing in on Ricky Craven, several other cars. That's not affecting them now. They're still dead even on the back stretch. This is just incredible. It's hard for us to appreciate what Dale Earnhardt is getting accomplished, and this time, Jeff Burton is going to take a breather, rolls out of the throttle, and instead prefers to follow the tire tracks of Dale Earnhardt. Tell you what, that's proven one thing that as we sit here and look at that scramble around the racetrack between these two cars. Burton doesn't have the, the car that's totally dominant here. If Earnhardt were on the lead lap with him racing for the lead right now, they'd be almost as equal as you could get as they go back to one. And that's the very reason he's trying to put Dale Earnhardt a lap down. He don't want to have to deal with him later in the race. Side by side, again through turn number two. Earnhardt on the high side, Jeff Burton down low. Down the back stretch. Jeff Burton in the lead, Dale Earnhardt in 10th. But you wouldn't know it the way they're circulating the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Again, this time Earnhardt shuts the door on Jeff Burton. Their nose to tail, headed back to start finish. Ran up on those slower cars I talked about a couple of laps ago, and so one of them had to give. And since the slow cars occupy the inside line, it was Burton who had to give up. That's where he was running. They go around the outside of the Derek Cope machine and others back to one. Now it's Jeff Burton chasing Dale Earnhardt as they all go to the high side of the racetrack, clearing some of the slower traffic around the Elliott Sandler car. Here's Burton peeking to the outside. Earnhardt takes him all the way to the wall. Burton 
Burton has to fall back in line. Tucks back in, nose to tail, down the back stretch. It'll be Earnhardt trying to protect a low line, I would guess, through turns three and four. The next lap car would be Ricky Craven, although Earnhardt now having a problem keeping it to the bottom of the racetrack through turn four. Got to be a little fun racing for both these two right now as they get around the racetrack, even though Earnhardt just uh, trying to stay on the lead lap. It's nice to know that he can still get up there and get the job done. So he's got to be feeling pretty good about that. One car who is not feeling good at the moment, or one driver, is Jeffrey Bodine. Joe Moore, a day that had been very solid for the power team up in the top ten all day, has just gone up in a little bit of smoke. Engine started missing several laps back. Uh, Alan, we could hear it when he came by us. And finally, big puff of smoke as he came off turn number two. And Jeffrey has slowed and headed to pit road, probably to the garage. Tough break for them. As I said, they've been uh, running solidly all day in the top ten much of the afternoon. Jeffrey Bodine was in the 36th position at the start, but did get up into the top ten. Caution. Liquid for the Bodine machine. Earnhardt and Terry Labonte beat Jeff Burton back to the yellow at the stripe. Yellow flag for the fifth time in the race as apparently some liquid came out the back of the Bodine machine as the engine went up in smoke down in turn one and two. Pace car on pit road. Time to settle. The Las Vegas 400 here this afternoon. There'll be 32 laps to go. Green flag goes in the air. Ward Burton comes up through the gearbox, the leader, and man, is he going to get a good start. Pulls away by seven, eight, nine car lengths on the second place machine in turn one. Jeff Gordon having a trouble problem getting through some of the traffic. Dale Jarrett drops to the inside of the racetrack, blocking Jeff Gordon. Now Gordon under attack behind him, Jeff Burton. He pours all the steam as they exit turn two and hit the backstretch. Meanwhile, Ward Burton streaks down the backstretch, opening up a lead of about ten car lengths now on second spot, Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon still have yet to clear the lapped automobile of Dale Jarrett. He looks to the inside of Jarrett, trying to chase down the leader. Dale Jarrett passed John Andretti for the 12th position the first car's a lap down. Now here's Gordon down to the inside of Dale Jarrett across the stripe. About 10 car lengths behind leader Ward Burton. Gordon does clear the car of Dale Jarrett. Now again tries to track down leader Ward Burton. Further back you've got Jeff Burton putting the pressure on some of the heavy traffic. Mike Skinner back there. Jeremy Mayfield all trying to clear themselves and chase down Ward Burton the race leader. For the moment Ward Burton in the Caterpillar Pontiac is by himself. Now only by about 6 car lengths over Jeff Gordon. Dale Jarrett the lap car hanging on to that Chevrolet. Jeff Burton and Mike Skinner fighting it out for third. Ward Burton has been a factor in this thing all day long, and right now he is a big factor. He's got a healthy lead of eight or nine car lengths, but Gordon has now cleared the lap traffic. Nothing between himself and the leader but daylight. Can he make it up? Here he comes, working his way through turn number two. Still about ten car lengths behind leader Ward Burton. Jeff Burton again, trying to do something with Jeff Gordon. He's got a lap car to deal with on the back straightaway. Bobby Labonte scraped the wall that time off turn two. For the moment, the distance between first and second remains static at about five car Gordon not able to make an impression this time around. Jeff Burton and Mike Skinner bumper to bumper off of turn four. Everybody's got fuel to go to the finish. Everybody's got fresh tires. 29 laps to go. Letting it all hang out now for the win in the Las Vegas 400 back to one. Don't count Mike Skinner out of this thing either. He's still in the hunt back in the fourth position working with some traffic. He's cleared the car of John Andretti. Now he falls in line behind Jeff Burton who's chasing Jeff Gordon, the second place man. Single file all the way down the back stretch. Ward Burton still your man on the point. Jeff Gordon dumping a couple of tires below the white line, so he is pushing the DuPont Chevrolet very hard through turns three and four. Gordon has cut the interval down. He's chopped it down to about four or five car lengths right now. It is Ward Burton, Jeff Gordon, Jeff Burton, Mike Skinner, Jeremy Mayfield, your front five, nose to tail, back to one. Ward plants it down on the white line and turns one and two. Here's Jeff Gordon now closing in even more with about five car lengths between the leader and the second place machine. Third place, Jeff Burton now goes after the lap car of Dale Jarrett. Jeff Gordon is chipping away at the lead. Ward Burton still in control, but here comes Gordon. Jeff Burton now clears Dale Jarrett, so it could be a three-car fight for the finish. 
Off of turn number four, Jeff Gordon chipping away ever so slightly at Ward Burton's lead. Four, five car lengths now as they cross the stripe and circle back to turn one. Gordon closes in even more coming into the corner. There's no lap traffic coming into play. Gordon sneaks up, cuts down another couple of car lengths off the lead of Ward Burton. Taking the identical line to the high side off turn number two. He's within three car lengths of Ward. Very important for Jeff Gordon to be patient here. He still has some laps left to get the job done. Burton using a little bit more racetrack than is Jeff Gordon. And now Gordon cuts it down to two car lengths. Well, he can look in his rearview mirror, and he's going to see another Burton brother bearing down on him. Jeff Burton got around Dale Jarrett just a moment ago, and he is closing in a hurry. So hang on, folks. This one is a long ways from being over there back in two. Here's Jeff Gordon now sneaking to the high side of the racetrack. Took a shot at going for the lead. Ward Burton goes up high. Gordon has to fall back in line. It's Pontiac versus Chevrolet for the top spot at Las Vegas. Gordon fades to the inside. Ward Burton is there and blocks his line. Gordon now almost pushing Ward Burton through the corner. Corner, gets Burton loose. It'll be Gordon to the inside. They'll be dead even going to the stripe. Here he comes down low off of turn number four. Jeff Gordon in search of another million-dollar payday at the start-finish line. Dead even with Ward Burton. He's inside. Burton's outside and one. Ward's not giving up, though. He's still stuck up alongside Jeff Gordon. Matter of fact, he drives in hard in the corner. Ward goes back to the lead. Here's Jeff Burton. He's now going for the second spot off, too. Jeff Burton will take second spot away from Jeff Gordon. So it'll be Ward Burton in the top spot. His brother, Jeff in second. Jeff Gordon in third. You still have the lapped automobile of Dale Jarrett as Mike Skinner is trying to catch the lead pack. Tell you what, those last two laps were worth the price of admission here at Las Vegas this afternoon. Down to the inside this time goes Jeff Gordon trying to take second place away from Jeff Burton. They are door to door, back in one. They're racing side by side. That allows Ward Burton to drive away a bit. That's the way, maybe three car links. Still side by side, though, for the second spot in turn two. Burton goes around. That is Jeff Burton. He'll take possession again of the second spot. Gordon backs out of the gas pedal coming off of turn two. Now there's about a car length and a half between himself and second spot Jeff Burton. And Jeff Burton is closing the gap on the leader, Ward. Now, Jeff Gordon did accomplish something a couple of laps ago. He did actually lead at the start-finish line. So he did pick up five bonus points toward the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship. Right now he's got about ten car lengths to catch the Burton brothers in one. Front three cars, all nose to tail, coming back into the corner. Couple of car lengths separating them. Ward Burton up front, a couple of car lengths in front of Jeff Burton. Then Jeff Gordon falling back by a couple of car lengths. You just get the impression that Jeff Burton is dialing it in, sizing up his brother, the Caterpillar Pontiac. Burton closing the gap again into turns three and four. Burton puts a couple of tires below the white line, still trying to chase down his brother, but can't do it this time around. When they cross the line this time, there'll be 22 laps to go for Ward Burton, Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon and Mike Skinner along with Jeremy Mayfield. That's your top five. They go back to turn one. Single file dropping down to the inside of the track. They are closing in on some lap traffic. A couple of cars that were damaged earlier in the race. They'll be catching them shortly. That might be someone's chance to make a move. They're headed to turn three. A couple of laps ago, the top two were starting to pull away slightly from Jeff Gordon. That's not the case now. Now Ward Burton will have to clear a couple of lapped cars. That would be Johnny Benson and uh, that would be Derek Cope. They do so. Those cars move over very easily. Ward Burton still your leader. Two slower cars involved in earlier accidents today all the way down to the bottom of the racetrack. At the front stretch, the leaders circle by them now with 21 to go. Ward leads the parade back to turn number one, clearing himself of the traffic. Jeff Burton likewise. Also, Jeff Gordon gets by the slower traffic. Mike Skinner rides along in fourth kind of working hard to stay in touch with the front three. Now there is lots of clear racetrack in front of the leader. It is still Ward Burton in the top spot. Jeff Burton in second. Jeff Gordon in third. And I'll tell you, Dale Jarrett's doing a heck of a job being a lapped car. He's staying with the leaders. 
Lap traffic should not be any problem for the leaders as this one is about to be settled. 20 laps to go as they cross the line, head back into turn number one. Ward Burton, Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon, the top three. Mike Skinner, fourth. Fifth is Jeremy Mayfield. Bobby Labonte sits sixth. Ernie Irvin is seventh. Mark Martin is eighth. Dale Earnhardt is ninth. And Terry Labonte is tenth. And those cars are all on the lead lap along with Rusty Wallace. Eleven cars still on the lead lap. Leaders head back for three. And it's still Ward Burton maybe opening up a bit of a lead on his brother. No, now Jeff Burton comes back into the corners. So Ward Burton showing some excellent horsepower down that back stretch. And now the attention focused at the front of the field, but farther back, pretty good scramble for position between Dale Earnhardt and Terry Labonte. They're mixed up in some lap traffic and just a couple of car lengths behind Mark Martin. They'll be racing there for the eighth, ninth, and tenth positions back into turn one. Those cars work their way to the end of the front straightaway, back into the corner. Chad Little down on the inside of the track. Mark Martin up on the high side of the racetrack. Earnhardt is boxed in underneath Sterling Marlin, trying to find a way to get out of the box. He peeks to the inside, but then falls back in line behind Marlin. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt working that Goodwrench Chevrolet to the left and to the right, trying to find a way around Marlin. Cannot do it. And he's got quite a few cars stacked up in front of him. Now Marlin slides up a little bit high. That gives the inside door to Dale Earnhardt. Sterling's had a fairly decent run here this afternoon. Certainly has been a factor as far as getting up there and winning this thing, but having a good run nevertheless. Jim Phillips down on pit road, uh, nerves getting a little frayed down there. I think, uh, like Frankie started here, I think they felt like that they could uh, pretty well take care of Ward, but he's uh, he's holding his own right now, and uh, they're just waiting to watch it. And, uh, they made a, a chassis just for that, that last time to try to free him up a little bit, but so far, Ward Burton is holding off his brother Jim. Jerry Nadeau's car just went up in smoke. He turns back into the garage. He will come up a few laps short of the finish. Up front, still the Burton brothers dueling for the win at Las Vegas. Ward leading Jeff by just two car lengths. 13 laps to go. Jeff Burton is outside of Brother Ward for the lead on the back straightaway. They're dead even down the back stretch. Ward Burton will have the low side. Jeff Burton will try to get it done the hard way. He slides up a little bit high, and it would appear that Ward Burton can't get on the gas as quick as Jeff Burton can. They're still side by side coming off a of turn four. Almost made a contact. The lap before this, they are door-to-door, -door, dead heat at the line. It would have been Jeff Burton that time by maybe eight or ten inches had that been the final lap. They stayed door-to-door -door as they head for turn two. Brother Ward draws even once again, coming into turn number two while Jeff takes the high line. Here's the advantage to Ward. Just slightly in the corner, but Jeff pulls even again on the back straightaway. Ward in a Pontiac. Jeff in a Ford. The drag race is on down the back stretch. A carbon copy of the last lap. Ward Burton squirts ahead. Now Jeff Burton takes the lead, and it'll be Ward Burton's time again. They exchange a lead twice through turns three and four. Two full laps side by side for the race lead as they come down to the start finish line at the stripe. Jeff Burton by a foot on the outside but Ward still stuck down to his inside with 11 laps to go. Side by side you know Jeff Gordon's got to be loving this. He's riding in the third spot. It's allowing him to close in somewhat. Still side by side. Ward to the inside lane of the racetrack. Jeff Burton slips a bit of the corner but pulls even again in turn three. Either driver has an advantage as they approach the 12 degree banking of turns three and four and every fan is on their feet, cheering on their favorite. And you're right, Jeff Gordon now is closing the gap from the third position. And we could well see this one go all the way the last 10 or 11 laps. A door-to-door -door battle with Jeff Gordon sitting back there in third, just hoping that either one or both will slip. Not the case this time. Still side-by-side, side, heading for two. Closing in on traffic, Derek Cope sits directly ahead of them as they come into turn number two. Jeff Burton finally swings around the outside lane, pays off. Jeff takes the lead in turn two. In the early going, the Labonte brothers shared the top two spots, but when it counts, it's the Burton boys up front. Jeff Burton has the lead by about just half a car length as Ward Burton tries to come back on the inside. 
four laps of side-by-side -side racing to settle the win before Jeff Burton wins out over his brother Ward to the stripe. Jeff Burton takes the lead with nine laps to go. Jeremy Mayfield drops out of the top five onto pit road in the closing laps while the leaders go to two. Ward still hangs on to the second spot, but not by much. Jeff Gordon closes in even more from third. Ward now only two car lengths behind brother Jeff. Jeff Burton can loosen his grip on the steering wheel ever so slightly as he looks in his mirrors, sees his brother Ward Burton now only about two car lengths back. Jeff Gordon in third. Mike Skinner a close fourth. And the rest of this field pretty well spread out right now, but nobody really cares. They're looking at the lead, the battle for the lead, I should say. Jeff Burton now by two car lengths over Ward as they work their way back to turn number one. Ward might be cooling the tires down. Still has time to put another run on him. They back over in two. Yeah, Jeff is not shaking Ward at all. Still maintaining about a two car length separation. Ward taking the inside lane through turn number two while Jeff takes the high line. They're on the way to turn three. So Ward Burton sizing up his chances at a final attack at Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton still has the lead and they are going to come up on a lapped automobile. That will be Rich Bickle. They'll do that probably around the start. You mentioned Jeremy Mayfield hitting pit road a couple of laps ago. A tire change in the Mobile One machine and he heads back off onto the speedway though will fall out of the top five. Now well back down toward 20th place. Seven laps to go for the leaders. Front two worked their way around Rich Bickle's car coming through turns one and two. Off the corner Jeff Burton still has the spot but Ward begins to tighten up a little bit on his brother. Nice run off of turn two for Ward Burton and he cuts it down to about half a car length. Now Jeff Burton is using more racetrack than Ward Burton is and he does it again. Jeff Burton really slides high through turns three and four. Ward Burton gets a good look down to the inside. A little bit earlier today we watched Jeff Burton get a little wide coming off that corner a time or two and guys made a good run on him but that might happen here as the laps wind down and the tires heat up a little bit because he is really pushing it just about as hard as you can push a car. Six laps to go. They're back in two. Ward able to cut the car down a little bit lower in the corner when he comes through turns one and two. Not this time, however. There is a slower car occupying the inside lane. He falls back in line. A car length behind Jeff. Top two cars get around Stanton Barrett and Jeff Burton is having a problem keeping it down to the bottom of turns three and four unless he backs out of the speed. Here comes Ward Burton in second. Two car lengths separate the top two cars. Five to go as they come to the stripe. Mark Martin a little bit off the pace. A couple of cars just went by him the last lap by. He's now the last one on the lead lap in 10th position as the leaders head back to one. Ward has dropped back a little bit from Jeff. He was right up on his rear deck two laps ago. Now marking it maybe three car lengths between the front two. Jeff Gordon falls back even more. He's a good 10 car lengths behind Ward Burton. Well, unless something goes wrong, this could be Jeff Burton's race. The gap now is three car lengths. Ward Burton trying hard from the second spot. Jeff Gordon riding along in third. Mike Skinner still fourth. Jeff Burton has had almost a flawless day here. He has led a great portion of the Las Vegas 400 this afternoon. Right now as the laps wind down, there'll be four to go. He looks in the mirror and he sees his brother fading back just a little bit, although he is still very much in striking distance, about five car lengths behind him. That's the way they work through turns one and two. Both cars using the inside lane this time. Jeff continues to stretch out his lead over Ward Burton. Here comes Jeff Burton mashing the gas down the back stretch. He'll have to get around Elliot Sadler. This might be a break for Ward Burton. We'll see how tough Elliot Sadler makes it. Now he pulls over to the left, and Jeff Burton will get around him and now extends the lead to about six car lengths. He led 228 laps a week ago at Rockingham, got behind in the final pit stop, never could get back to the front, wound up finishing in the uh, fourth position. Very disappointing effort there a couple of weeks ago. Now with three laps left, he's got things well in hand here in Vegas in turn two. Working his way up off turn number two on to the back straight away. You remember that big lead he had earlier today? He's building another one as he heads down to turn three. Joe Nemechek will be the next victim for Jeff Burton, now opening up to about seven
seven, maybe eight car lengths. Ward Burden all by himself in second. Jeff Gordon in third, still towing the lapped automobile of Dale Jarrett. Mike Skinner had a close call over in turn number two. That old car kind of kicked sideways. He did a lot of wheel twisting there to get it back in a straight line. Manages to salvage it and not get it into the wall as the laps wind down. Two to go for the front two. Let's follow him back to turn one. Jeff Burton now makes his way off turn number two, getting by the car of Joe Nemechek, and that machine now separates brother from brother. Jeff up front, Ward riding in the second spot. Jeff Burton has to make a little bit of a decision here. He's going to cap some lap traffic. Should he try to blow by him before the lap goes down? Oh, Jeff Burton seems to be slowing down just a bit. Now he's back on the throttle. He doesn't know whether to pass these guys now and allow Ward Burton to catch up. He's got to make a decision here with only one lap left. Down to the line, white flag for Jeff Burton. He has an advantage now, maybe 10 car lengths over his brother Ward as they go back to one. Ward doing all he can to stay up with Jeff, but no doing. He's about 12 car lengths behind him. Jeff makes his way up off turn number two. For the final time, he set sail down the back straight away with his brother riding behind him in second. Jeff Burton down the back stretch. Everybody on their feet through turns three and four. Ward Burton just not close enough to mount a challenge. It'll be Jeff Burton taking the X-side batteries forward down low. He's looking for the checkered flag. Down to the start-finish line for his sixth NASCAR Winston Cup Series win. Jeff Burton takes the Las Vegas 400 after a stirring four-lap side-by-side duel with his brother Ward. He comes out on top and scores his first win of the 99 season. Ward's going to come home with a great performance, leading a lot of this race. He finishes second today. It'll be Jeff Gordon third. Mike Skinner will come home fourth, and Bobby Labonte will pick up the fifth position. Jim Phillips down on pit road. The Exide team had a little trouble on their final stop when it counted most a week ago at Rockingham. Today, when the chips were on the line, they got the job done. Buddy Parrott, you talked to these guys all day long. When the chips were on the line, your guys got the job done. You won the race. Man, I tell you what, it's great to... uh, You know, Mark... uh, Mark saved us last week, and uh, maybe uh, maybe Jeff saved uh, the Roush deal this week. But um, boy, what a what a win! <laughs> Man, here comes what, Jack Roush, by the way. <laughs> My buddy here just walked over. Congratulate me! It's nothing like it, I tell you. <laughs> boy, he was right today, wasn't he? I tell you, man. I tell you, those Burton boys were bad. Mark had That's Jack Roush. Has talked to he talked to Buddy Perry, and they head over to Victory Lane. What a finish. Ward pulled up beside his brother Jeff on the cool-down lap over there. I'm sure to congratulate him. And Jeff Gordon pulled up beside him also. And I'm sure they're all saying, hey, man, a great race. And it was. Great performance by all those drivers. But it'll be Jeff Burton who takes home the winner's share of the $3 million purse in today's Las Vegas 400. We'll hear from him in victory lane and the other top finishers when we come back to Vegas. At the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, the second running of the Las Vegas 400 is over. Jeff Burton has won the event. A terrific side-by-side duel for the lead with his brother Ward. They were double wide for four straight laps, racing for the win into the final segment of the event before Jeff finally won out, led the last 10 circuits to score his first win of the 98 season and the sixth of his NASCAR Winston Cup Series career. Ward Burton will finish second, Jeff Gordon third, Mike Skinner fourth, and Bobby Labonte fifth. Victory lane shortly, first of the 76 gas pumps to get a word from today's runner-up. Well, Ward Burton, I know you wanted to win it, but that's got to be what you and your brother Jeff thought about all those years at South Boston, racing for the win in NASCAR Winston Cup. Tell us about those four or five laps where you were just side-by-side with him. Well, you know, they're really tough at these kind of places. Uh, Jeff's team and them really got to act together, but I tell you what, my Caterpillar team, they did a heck of a job for me today, gave me a really good car, and hopefully that's just uh, some things to come. How was the car there at the end? Was the handle good or did it go away a little bit? Is that what allowed Jeff to get around you? Yeah, I got a little bit too tight on exit. I was trying to crowd him as much as I could without wrecking him, but uh, don't want to wreck my brother. But uh, 
That's just all I had. You know, if it had been early in the race, we were better than he was. Just right then, he was better and glad for him, happy for him. And you get to go for a million at Charlotte, and that's one of your best tracks. Yeah, definitely. If we got to go for a million, we definitely want to do it at Charlotte. That's great. Thanks, Winston. Happy to be on the program. Well, when R.J. Reynolds' folks told him that you get to go for a million at Charlotte, he said, and we can win there. But today, he's second. A great run for Ward Burton. It was indeed a great and an emotional win for his brother to duel head-to-head -head like that. We've talked, both of us have talked with him over the years about what you would do if you came down to that, and it's like Ward said, I don't want to wreck him. He doesn't want to wreck me. And down in victory lane, Jeff Burton celebrating a win in the Las Vegas 400. The high fives, the handshakes, and all around for Jeff Burton in a great race. Was it ex is exciting racing your brother for the win as it looked to us as it was? That's awfully stressful. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Ward Burton's. I want Ward to do well, and uh, to uh, sit there at the end having to, having to try to beat him is, is really hard. Uh, and then, I mean, it was close. We were door to door and uh, all, but, all but rubbed a couple of times. And we always wanted to come down to, to end like that. And uh, next time he'll get me. He's a great race car driver. And I said at the beginning of the year that a team would be tough. Uh, we were just a little bit better today. The XI guys did a great job with this race car. Where did you have him there at the end? He, he was right on the bottom and you took the outside route. Why? Well, if I ever got on the bottom, the guy on the top could, could run the outside hard enough to keep you from getting by. So I kind of, to be honest, I just kind of made a last-ditch effort and drove in a three real hard, and it stuck. And uh, that's how I was able to get up by there. He, he drove in deep. Uh, deeper than I thought he could, and, and I just drove in deeper, and for whatever reason, it stuck. I didn't think it would, and uh, just was able to get up by him. And then, then those four laps or, or 100 laps, whatever it was, side by side, was pretty exciting. Well, you were out there with a big lead. You'd come in earlier and pitted some of the teams that didn't. It looked like that you were doing a lot of hard work for nothing, but then you got a caution flag there. Made an adjustment. Was that the difference? Well, the adjustment was that we were definitely better on the last run than we were on the run before. Still, car still wasn't perfect, but it was definitely a better deal than it was, and uh, I was really glad to see when I went into three. I mean, normally not happy, but when I was in inside of Earnhardt, I went into one and I all but lost it. And uh, I knew that at that point there was oil, and I figured they almost had to throw a caution. So I was pretty glad to see it. Overall today, the car consisted pretty well all day. It was awfully consistent. You know, this is the same car we had at Rockingham. Uh, sled an awful lot of laps. We felt like we, we, not that Mark did a better job than us getting his car where it needed to be at the end of last week. And uh, we came back today with redemption and were able to make our car good when it needed to be. Well, he finished second last year. He makes it up one more notch today. Jeff Burton wins the Las Vegas 400. Take a look at the finishing order. Jeff Burton grabs the win here this afternoon. He will go to victory lane. Ward Burton finished second. Running third was Jeff Gordon. Mike Skinner finished fourth. Fifth will go to Bobby Labonte. Sixth to Ernie Irvin. Dale Earnhardt finished seventh. Terry Labonte was eighth. Ninth to Rusty Wallace. Mark Martin made up your top ten. Dale Jarrett finished eleventh. John Andretti was twelfth. Thirteenth to Wally Dallenback. Fourteenth to Chad Little. Sterling Marlin was fifteenth. Steve Park finished sixteenth. Jeremy Mayfield Settled for 17th after making a late pit stop. 18th went to Ken Schrader. 19th was Rick Mast, who did find his way around the racetrack all day. 20th to Brett Bodine. 21st to Kevin LePage. 22nd to Michael Waltrip. Rich Bickle finished 23rd. 24th to Bobby Hamilton. And the top 25, Darrell Waltrip. 26th today to Jimmy Spencer. David Green got 27th. Tom Hubert, 28th. Buckshot Jones, 29th. And Stanton Barrett, 30th. Jerry Nadeau was 31st. Jeffrey Bodine, 32nd. 33rd to Elliott Sadler. Derek Cope was 30th. 
34th, and Joe Nemechek 35th. Tony Stewart finished 36th, Bill Elliott 37th, Johnny Benson 38th, 39th to Ricky Craven, and 40th to Kenny Wallace. Kenny Irwin was 41st, Steve Grissom 42nd, and Ricky Rudd finished in 43rd position. Time of the race, 2 hours, 55 minutes, and 21 seconds. Not a record for the 400-mile distance here today. We had a uh, margin of victory of 1.074 seconds between Jeff Burton and Ward Burton. That was about 11 car lengths on the racetrack. 25 lead changes among 10 different drivers. Five caution flags slowed the event. Eight of the 43 starters failed to finish this event here today. Came on the air this afternoon talking with uh, Dale Jarrett in our opening of our broadcast uh, some four hours ago now about how last year's race, despite great expectations coming in because of the layout of the racetrack, didn't turn out to be stellar. We saw very good race today. A lot of side-by-side -side racing. A lot of passes in the outside groove that showed the potential this racetrack has as the teams and drivers learn more about it over the next several years. I think that was a key right there. Having a race under your belt, knowing what you can do, maybe changing a few little things, made all the difference in the world of what we saw here this afternoon. I got a feeling I don't think any, any fan here is going to go away this afternoon and say we didn't get our money's worth. Just about everybody here saw a great race. Good race here at Las Vegas as the NASCAR Winston Cup Series teams come here for the second time. So that's it from Vegas. You going to hit a slot machine before we leave town? No, I don't think so. I think I've uh, given up already. My right arm's about wore out. There you go. All right. Well, we've enjoyed our stay in Las Vegas as always, but now it's time to pack up and head home. And until we speak with you again, for our entire broadcast crew, Joe Moore and Dan Hubbard, who covered the turns today, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder, who are in the pit and garage areas, and for Barney Hall, this is Alan Bestwick saying so long from Las Vegas, where Jeff Burton has won today's Las Vegas 400. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.